What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we continue, we dropped our tier list video on ranking our NBA teams. Make sure you guys watch it if you haven't already. We also want to thank you guys for the support on that video. Um, it was definitely our most viewed video, at least in the first couple of days. Um, and then before we continue, for those guys watching on YouTube, we added some more decorations to the wall here. Uh, you know, a Blue Jays pennant, a Colts pennant, and a Man United scarf. Those of you guys that don't like those teams, too bad. <laughs> but Sucks to suck. But, yeah. All right, but before we begin... As always, comment down below your opinions and thoughts because, again, we've got some draft stuff to talk about today. Uh, agency also, stuff. Or just a bunch of stuff. Off-season, NBA, NHL, you already know. Soccer. Yeah, soccer transfer news. But also, we need you to hit that subscribe button because we know you guys love the sports content and we upload something for you every day. So please hit the subscribe button. All right, without further ado, let's get started. Let's start with the NBA, like we always do at this point. Um, just because the draft already happened, we had a major trade went down. So let's recap the draft. First off, your prediction was dead wrong about being the best draft Bro, ever. Because it, it was such a dead draft. It was, not in terms of players. That has nothing to do with the players that got drafted. In terms of like the, the out- trade um, rumors and all that. Yeah, the outside noise was just like a lot, right? Zion getting traded, Dame getting traded, or... Whatever it was, the big right? one was Dame at number three, what and then uh, obviously whatever the Raptors were gonna do, and then all then what Pelicans liked Scoot Henderson, so they wanted to trade up. It was just it was a it bunch was a of lot stuff. of lot of pre noise and nothing happens like always usually for drafts. I think. Yeah. But you know, the other thing that pissed me off, those stupid draft hats in terms of picks getting traded. But they announced it so late. Like, why and they, they announce it late, right? Like NFL and the NB, NHL and the NFL, they both announce it like right before they make the pick and the, the team that does the pick does the pick. Like, they make it so it's complicated. It's so annoying because like when you're watching it, I think the first trade that happened was um, Bilal Koulibaly. He was picked by the Pacers, but he was actually traded to the Wizards. Like, yeah, Wizards before, the pick, before the pick even and then, happened. Um, who was the guy that the Wizards ended up drafting? I'll double check that. But he was supposed to be a... Pacer. I think it was like Jairus Walker. Jairus Walker, yeah, Jairus Walker, and the same thing later on with the Thunder Derek and Lively Lives. and yeah. the Case and Wallace. It's like, bro, just get the pick announced properly. Give the guys um, the draft gear. It reminds me of when, like, when the Lakers made the AD trade. Yeah. We traded the fourth overall pick, which became DeAndre Hunter. And he was in Lakers gear, but everybody in the world knew the AD trade happened. It <laughs> so makes it, no sense. And like then on it, top of that, not even just that, like. I remember when Danny Green, when he, he traded him to the OKC Thunder. So he was an OKC Thunder member. And we'll get into this in the Chris Paul trade. Because he's uh, right. And um, Danny Green was officially not a sixer till like a couple of weeks before the season started. Like one or two weeks. So it's like, it makes no sense. I don't know why the NBA does this. It's kind of weird. If there's a reason, <laughs> comment down below. We might be missing something. But yeah, the draft hats were so confusing. Because I was like, I was explaining to my buddy at work. And he was just like, yeah, what the hell? That makes no sense. Like Kaysen Wallace got drafted by OKC. the Mavericks. Oh, yeah. like, But it was actually OKC's pick. Yeah. So we're like tripping out. Like, what the hell is he supposed to wear? Like, does he be happy? Like, yo. I, I think he... Uh, do they know? Not, like, no, do they know? Not, maybe not. I think the, when they get their phone call, that's when they know. Right before they get... Uh, Adam Silver makes the pick. Yeah, like... What, okay. And then Monica McNutt ends up telling them uh, after... Like, when they get... Meet Silver and then Adam Silver and they go meet uh, Monica McNutt for the interview because it's ESPN broadcasted. And then she would tell them like, okay, well... You're wearing a uh, case on Wallace's case. You're wearing a Dallas hat, but you're actually going to be the member of the OKC Thunder. That's even more stupid because 
the Thunder called you up, right? I, Is the Thunder call him? The Thunder I mean, call. I think him. both teams or something. I don't know who calls him. Like, I can't. Bro, like if that. the Thunder call you up and you go up and wear a Mavericks hat. It's weird. And then, then you no, have the ESPN there's a, reporter there's a, there's telling a clip, you. There's a clip of um, Derek Lively just sitting there with both the hats. And then when Adam Silver announced the trade, like, what, five picks later? Then he switches the hat. It's hilarious. It's like, Derek's like, okay, it's official now. I can switch the hat. So it's like, the first, like it's weird because your moment of your life is meeting the commissioner and you're um, wearing the wrong team's hat. It makes no it sense. It makes no sense, yeah. So, like, yeah, the NBA, I think, needs to fix that. It's just, like, make, do what the NHL does, then do what the yeah, like NFL and NFL, NFL does. Like, it's just so much easier to follow. You're on the clock anyways, make the trade, and then just announce it. Kind of yeah. like what Houston Texans and did. And also, like, like, it makes Houston it more Texans exciting that, that way. Anderson, so. It makes it so exciting. Yeah. Like, it makes it more sort of, like, come, the commissioner comes out, there's been a trade. And then Woj or... And we're, like, we're all like, oh, what's the trade? What's the trade? What's the trade, right? And then Woj, uh, like, announces a trade right, right, right before it. Or even like right after it. So I was like, what the hell is going on? But yeah, no, that, that, I just wanted to get off my chest. <laughs> it's just confusing that way. But I guess, okay, let's start off with some fun facts. This is one. This is a draft at the end of the day. Like I said, the draft was bad, boring in terms of no movement. But in terms of the actual draft, there's some history made here. Yeah. Um, Or like history in a while type of thing. So the first one was the first overall pick, no shocker, Victor Wembanyama. Um, he was the first overall pick that like that's non- um, college American college like overseas guy um, since 06 which is your t- team the Raptors drafted uh, Andrea Boreani so that was one the next one was four of the top five picks were non-American no, college non-college picks. Picks, so Victor Wembanyama yeah. went first he was obviously overseas from the French uh, league I believe then Brandon Miller and Brandon Miller went to Alabama so he was the American college number three was Scoot Henderson G League Ignite and then four and five Thompson Twins Thompson Twins Amen and Ozar um, I'm hoping I said that right. Azar, uh, Thompson went uh, Rockets, Amen, and Azar went to the Detroit Pistons. They were both overtime elite um, teams. Um, so it's like it's showing that the NBA doesn't have to be a college-based thing. So NCAA obviously with the NIL, there's a reason why they added the NIL because there's many other options now with the G League overseas and all that. And sticking with the uh, Thompson twins, they went back to back, like I said, and they were the first. Um, brothers to go in the same draft back to back and then the last one was chris murray was one this is not history but he was one pick before so his twin brother is uh which keegan murray uh that yeah. plays for the sacramento kings who was last year's like fourth pick um so the kings are the 24th pick but uh trailblazers were the pick before and they ended up drafting him and then which we'll get into the draft. Sacramento ended up trading the pick away. So, yeah. But yeah, those are some facts. Those of you guys wondering, but let's start off. No surprise for the first pick. Not really surprised for the second and third pick. Fourth pick, not really. Fifth one, that was the first surprise. Um, I, People had Azar Thompson going like seventh, sixth, seventh. He ended up going five. Yeah. Um, To Detroit, especially when them having Jay. Five Harvey. was supposed to be Whitmore, right? Yeah, so Cam Whitmore was the first big surprise. He fell all the way. To like 21 uh, or 20 around there. 20th, and he went to the Houston Rockets. So who got a major dub? So they got Azar, uh, Iman Thompson, and Cam Whitmore. Right. Yeah. Let's start with Houston. I saw reports that they're going after like, what, half the free agency class because of the random, uh, not the random, but like James Harden coming back. They need a vet for sure because like yeah. you have Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., 
Um, Al- now you added Iman Thompson. You Alprin added, Sangoon. Uh, Alprin Sangoon, who I'm pretty high on. Um, Cam, Cam Whitmore, right? Like, they don't really have, like, they traded away Eric Gordon, right? And, again, like, they should definitely go after a vet to help them with a young core here. Yeah, for me, they're kind of like, the way the roster is building out was like the Atlanta Hawks with, like, Trey Young, yeah, like, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, like, all those young guys. Yeah. And they're like, yo, these guys are the pieces to either make, like, a big trade, but... And or add an event piece, and they gone a little bit better for sure. Yeah, that's what that's where that's what it reminds me of. But the fact that you got the fourth pick, which was Eamon Thompson, I don't know if it's Eamon or a man Thompson. Thompson. I think it's a man Thompson, yeah. right? And then uh, you got the supposedly fifth pick at twentieth. Yes, yeah. like what his interviews weren't great. Uh, the, the reports that I saw were some injury concerns, and yeah, the interviews didn't go well. Slash workouts didn't go well. So so like, like there's nineteen teams that passed on him. Nineteen teams have passed on him. Yeah, there's a reason why they passed on him, but like the talent is there. Is there? Yeah. Right, and it's that's Villa, what matters. The school's Villanova, and Villanova is normally like Jay Wright's a really good coach down there. Yeah, and Villanova, I know they didn't make the um play uh the March Madness this year, I believe. But, but usually they'll be like a top eight team every year, right? So, yeah, they're very consistent. You got consistent. players like Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, guys like that playing there. So, yeah, that was like, like for me, Houston doesn't need to go after big name hunting. They keep the young core, even move, we could package eventually one of these guys' pick to get a bigger piece, like I've said OKC should do. And, and they don't, they could just bring in like quality vet pieces to their roster. And obviously, and then they could just guide them, right? Because that team is way too young. They, they need a vet for sure. So, and I think, I don't know if it was, I think it was JJ Reddick who made a joke. He's like, call me up. I'm ready one year, whatever, two, three million. I'm ready to come in to be that vet. <laughs> Bro, you're, you're old enough to be a vet. Yeah. I'm still young enough, but you're old enough to be a vet. I'm not NBA though. Huh? So, <laughs> you saw me play ball today. I whacked my head on the post. Bro, you, <laughs> so like, I don't even know what the hell you do today. That's fine. We don't need to talk about that. No, no, no. It was it was embarrassing. Nothing. I was under the hoop, and then they just ran into. I the, just ran into the. You yeah, just yeah. fell into the pool yeah. and hit the ball. The ball hit under the hoop. Yeah. Anyways, enough about that. But let's um let's go back up to the second third. Obviously, there was a funny clip of Charlotte's mascot. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. So when Scoot Henderson got picked, yeah, I think everybody was anticipating. Uh, sorry, when Brandon Miller got picked, yeah. everybody was anticipating um, Scoot Henderson or something. Yeah. And the Charlotte mascot, there's a viral video. It's just like him going like, and like Adam Silver announcer, he goes like, uh, Brandon Miller from Alabama, right? It's like, now for those of you guys watching, uh, for audio listeners, for, I just put my head down, essentially. That's what, um, you guys should check that clip out. Um, Charlotte Hornets he just put his head down in disbelief like what the hell why did we pass up and I get it it's like you want to we'll talk about it when we go to the NHL draft Um, do you draft for talent or do you draft for need right and Brandon Miller is a capable player so that's why I thought the pick was fine there wasn't I don't think it was like a bad pick but it definitely could hurt him in the long term if you know the legal issues that Brandon Miller has comes back to bite him slash if production levels yeah yeah. I don't think it will be a bad pick if like Scoot's better than Brandon Miller, but as long as Brandon Miller's good, good enough. It yeah. shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I said that um for me personally as like last episode I said the Hornets can't go wrong in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Like they pick one or other I think Scoot was the better player, right? But then if you pick Brandon Miller, he's just the better fit. 
Yeah. For you guys, it's right? Like sco- you could, and it's not, you it, could trade one of them either way. You like know, Scooter so there's Lamello, a, let's just say Lamella yeah. Ball wants out, you have the backup in Scoot. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, you know how there's a trade off, right? Like yeah. in everything, yeah. a lot of things, right? Like fit or need. Yeah. There wasn't much big of a trade off here. Yeah. In my opinion, fine. right? But yeah, I know that was a funny clip, though. You should, you should check it out, too. <laughs> but the horn. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, know why they're getting upset. Like, there should be. He'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, I think Shams also, there's like big things going on with Shams, too. He tweeted out that it's supposed to be Scoot Henderson. Remember I was telling you? Yeah. And a lot of people, I think Pat McAfee also said he bet on that. But the opposite ended up happening. And people are, uh, obviously, I don't think Shams is like in big trouble or anything. But they're saying that Shams probably purposely did that because he works for FanDuel, sports betting app. Oh. So that's another thing because he's on those, like, um, the show by Beetle. I forgot what it's called, but. Uh, NBA show on it, but let's move on to the third pick quickly. Scoot Henderson. So, this was the big thing. What was um, Portland Port- going to do? Portland going to do? And they obviously ended up making the pick. Dame Lillard. He there's reports coming out that you know his camp isn't too happy. At this point, we we already talked about Dame last episode. Don't need to talk more about this Dame thing. Like I said, Dame, ask for a trade. Like if you're really that mad now, ask for a trade because it's best for all parties to move on. <laughs> at this point, in my opinion, just you school Henderson's a potential superstar if everything works out and Dame Lillard could move on and, you know, you trade him, you could get more assets for Dame, right? It's not like he has an no trade clause, Washington, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Scoot's going to be a good player. I really like Scoot and uh, even the fit with He's him. He's also a good defender, so I don't yeah, know that much. Him, the fit with him and Dame Lillard could is either. good, right? Yeah. But if, if Dame leaves, it's not like Anthony Simon's like, a great defender too, right? Yeah. And then obviously and they ended up making the pick at twenty three for Chris Murray. Yeah, so they have a they so will have a solid wing piece. They have there. a young backcourt, right? Yeah. Other than Dame, right? Like Shaden Sharp is there as well. Yeah. So like Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. And then you got Anthony Simons, you got Scoot Henderson, you got Shaden Sharp as your guard rotation. Yeah. But yeah, no, we'll see. I'm intrigued. Um obviously the Dame watch is on, but the watch has been on every time. But usually in the past it was more so Dame's like, nah, I'm not leaving. This time it, it Chris Haynes, I believe has been saying that, you know, watch out for this saga now. Let's see what happens. I hope a trade happens. We love offseason moves like this. NBA is known for this. But so. How much is it like Portland getting rid of them or Portland bringing in someone? Like, well, how are you going to bring in someone, realistically? Who are you going to move? I know, but like, just knowing Portland, like, what if they like, just... Are you going to move next year's first round for any Simons? That could only get you so much. You're not getting a star player, like superstar yeah, player. I know. You could get, yeah, sure, you could, might get a Pascal Siakam or an OG Ananobi. Maybe you know Jan know me more than Pascal Siakam in this case, but or if you look on the other things, like you're not getting Mikel Bridges out of that. I know. I'm just saying, like knowing what Portland is, and how they like they like to do that. They like to do that. This is where I'm telling Portland move Dame, yeah. right? And again, the loyalty talk comes up all the time, and I want Dame to win, but there's a certain time limit for it. You experienced it with Demar, right? So it is what it is. Well, we'll move on from this because we you could check our last episode on our Dame. We thoughts. talked about it enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's too tiring at this point. We'll see what when something happens, you'll probably hear us bring it up then. But moving on, the next this is the next intriguing thing for me was the Orlando Magic. They got they had two picks at six and eleven. Anthony Black and, and Jet, Jet Howard. Howard. Um Jet Howard for um not former, what am I saying? He's son. the son of um former NBA um athlete and current Michigan coach Juwan Howard. Yeah. Um both are guards, so they're definitely guard heavy. Very guard heavy. Jalen sucks. Okay, we want to correct our mistake. RJ Hampton just got waived with the Pistons. You know how much we didn't watch Orlando because we didn't even know he got waived by Orlando. So um, he's not on that roster. But you have Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, 
right? Now you have and Jalen Suggs. So you got three guards already, and now you add two more, right? And Anthony Black is a point guard type. So someone's on the move. Someone's and there were reports move. that Jalen Suggs could be on the move. And obviously Suggs didn't pan out. You obviously experienced that he was supposed to be a Raptor. People were calling Raptor idiots. They worked well, out. clearly you guys picked, made the better pick in Scotty as yeah. of right now. And, and then about obviously um, Orlando's front court pick about Paolo is working out pretty good. Yeah. Paolo Banquero. Yeah, like he had like what, average almost 20 a game. Could good. have been an rookie all-star. Of the, rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie of the year. He was absolutely killer. But who's on the move here? Like Markel Fultz has like a rejuvenated year now that he's healthy. Now, obviously, he may not have been the Markel Fultz that was heavily Number one that overall. caused the Sixers to trade up for him. But he's when he was healthy, he's been balling a little bit there. Are you going to trade Cole Anthony? Is it Suggs? I saw reports that Lakers were linked to Suggs until Lakers picked Jalen Hutchifino, which we'll get into later. Um, so there's no point there. And I forgot to mention this last time when we were talking about Boston, when the Marcus Smart trade happened. What about Boston? Right? He's a young guy. I get it. But you're in the leadership of Brad Stevens. You have... Um, Joe Mazzulla. Joe Mazzulla. Yeah, he's still relatively young. But like you still have some uh, Sam Cassell's there now. Um who was the other guy from, what's his name? Charles Lee from Milwaukee. Yeah. Right? So, and Suggs is going to be, the, what, the fifth option there. Not even, like, he's not even an option there. Suggs just needs to, like... He could just be there. He could be... What he did well was play defense. You, he'll fit that system perfectly it's there. just, like... And he could pl- uh, play make. Like, that's his biggest... It's legit. Key. It's, like, defense. It's, like, a quarterback system. Yeah. Like defense and don't turn the ball over. And he's, you know, from what we saw... And Gonzaga, obviously, great playmaker, great passer. Uh, he was a quarterback, to your analogy yeah. there. And he could play defense well. So if he's your main ball handler, him and um, Derek White in the backcourt, uh, why not, right? He, he's a low buy. It's a, it's not going to be like you have to give up multiple firsts or anything. You might even get rid of like one or two seconds, throw in a tr- Peyton Pritchard who wants to leave himself if you could sign and trade him if he's a free agent and move on, right? Um, that's a perfect spot for me because Suggs' scale would complement uh, their piece. One spot there. I like is the Pelicans. Yeah, because CJ is their point guard, and I don't. It's not. It's not working too great for me. So like adding in Jalen Suggs, who could play make get yeah. the balls, get the balls to the star players like CJ, Zion. Ingram, and then if Zion's on the court, yeah, and then um, play good defense as well because yeah. defensively. They need a little, they need a little bit of help, right? I mean, Herbert Jones has been killing it for them over there, right? You have Jose Alvarado, but yeah, no, I agree with that pick. Are we? Would you, if you're the Magic, would you trade Suggs or would you trade Cole Anthony or would you trade Markel Fultz? Who do you think will give you the biggest return? Biggest return? Yeah. Uh, I'm leaning towards. And would you would trade that because of the biggest return? I would just trade whoever gives us biggest return. I'm just trading up. Would you give up on Suggs this early? Like what? Three years? This is going to be his third. It's going to be his third year. Yeah. Because oh, coming out of coming out of they might even trade coming out people. of college, he was supposed to be the second overall pick after Cade. Yeah, was it Cade? Yeah, Cade. For me, I'm leaning towards Cole Anthony because he's more of a six man role too. Yeah, but I feel like Cole Anthony will get the biggest return because now that I added Anthony Black, you have that skill set of Jalen Suggs there. Maybe Suggs does give him a bigger return because he's still you like young upside, right? right? I'm looking at the younger teams on top of my head. Yeah, Pacers have Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I think the Pelicans make the most sense. And then I think the Celtics make the most sense. And he's in a winning culture. Maybe that helps drive him. Gonzaga's a winning school. And look what he did there, right? 
obviously envy is a different animal but at the same time you're in part of that winning culture it's being on, being on a good team obviously helps yeah but yeah no that's not something to keep an eye over for sure if you're looking at a trade market i think some some the markel false sogs or anthony one or both two are moving right jet howard obviously isn't a point guard i believe he's more of a shooting guard small forward so there's that and he was a surprise pick he went pretty high up as well but yeah um moving on let's go to the trade um mavericks yes the mavericks and the okc one so case on case and wallace for essentially Derek, Derek lively. lively and dallas did good business I, I like i really like dallas because um because they needed a center interior presence and he was like college player of the year and defensive player of the defensively year, yeah yeah you know you're coming out the duke culture and then on top of that before i let you go on you traded away a bad contract in davis bertans davis bertans right yeah. and obviously dallas made another move later which we'll get into but that's what i'm saying they made this is the only first of this is the first of two moves they made and you bring in an interior presence who might end up starting right away for them or slowly ease them in and you trade it down so you also got another asset in return yeah which was getting rid of that contract no, no yeah yeah and then the second one canadian they made a trade for a canadian in uh olivier maxin maxin prosper Omax. Omax, right? Yeah. So, the don't know much that, of him to be honest. So I'm yeah. not gonna say anything, but I heard his name a bunch, like a few times in college. Yeah. But the fact that you were able to what you finished off with, and you were able to have this successful draft where you added in a big need with Derek Lively. And they also added another piece to that. And uh, who was the other piece? Rashawn Holmes. And Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you know, so the fact he, Rashawn Holmes like does good in the first wherever he stops where his first like one or two years and he kind of like falls off a bit, but it's a center. It's a center, he, right? He and then with Derek Lively, right? Bit. And you needed like a defensive big too, right? Yeah, Derek Lively. Derek Lively fits that thing, and you added in the first round pick with yeah. Prosper. Yeah, so, so like that—that's just really good business by them. Uh, obviously, we don't expect them to be back in the same position that they were this year, especially if they bring back Kyrie Irving. So. It like the for for how they did when they were here when they're not even getting a great pick because they just missed the playing spot right it's not like they were a top five pick yeah so th- they did they did well they did really good yeah like people are saying that they should trade that pick to help Luca now similar to the Dallas situation maybe yeah they still might make a trade they created some space the trade exception there but before we get into the OKC then like you brought up the Kings they cre- cl- um, cleared up some space now because they gave away Rashawn Holmes for that 24th pick, right? Yeah. They were big game hunting. Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi were two guys on their list. Bradley Beal was on their list. And I'm sure there's others. So that young team already, you know, we put them in our, uh, spoiler, put them on our A tier for a reason in the in the tier list because they went above and beyond, right? And now I don't think this is a one-off. All right, like I said before in our first episode, that this Kings team reminds you of your Raptors team that first made the playoffs. They will be there. Okay, like yeah, the De'Aaron Fox is good. Demontis Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis is good. Like there, Sabonis has been proving it even in Pacers because Pacers made the playoffs a few times. Yeah. Too, right, Fox. We were like we were expecting, like Fox was playing well. Yeah. But then obviously he had some off moments. Yeah. But the Kings around him weren't great. So, like, it wasn't Fox. Malik Monk. Fox wasn't going to carry him. They got Malik Monk back United. after that incredible year with the Lakers last year. Yeah. Uh, that shows that Charlotte's a shitty situation. Yeah, right. Because general. Malik Monk legit was the best Laker player last year. Yeah. And then now 
he's like legit six man of the year candidate for the Kings. Yeah. Uh, he's a bucket. Kavon Herter struggled a little bit, right? But he was still a good, solid pickup. Still. Solid pickup, right? And, and then, then obviously Keegan Murray had a great rookie. Keegan year. Murray had a good rookie year. Harrison Barnes. He's the replacement in you. He is a replacement in me. Can you get like that? They're trying. That's where they're trying to upgrade. Like OG and Anobi be a perfect yeah. swap for him there. Like OG will be perfect if. They they should be back for sure, especially if they had OG or Pascal Siakam. That 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 Franco duo, that Franco duo will be complement. Sabonis is defensive struggle there, but yeah, yeah, like it will be like the fits are there. The only question mark. Say they get Pascal Siakam, right? The fit is there, right? You would agree? Yeah, I mean they'll be losing some pieces because obviously yeah, yeah, yeah but like want some pieces in turn. Yeah, uh, but the only question mark I would have for that team because on paper to me they will all complement each other well, is like, who will be the, who will step up being the number one guy? Like, it has to be De'Aaron Fox, but Ken Sabonis. And he was clutch player of the year, right? Yeah. I think it was the Jerry West award or whatever. I forgot the word, but, um, like, yeah. The thing, the thing is this, but like, you have three guys that could step up and play like a number one guy in any game. Yeah. Which is De'Aaron Fox, Siakam if they get him, yeah. and well, then Sabonis. We'll talk more about this on Wednesday's ep- or Thursday's episode, just because that will be the <clears throat> episode right before free agency starts and we can see what other trade um target is right but let's go back to the finish off that part of the trade um okc i love it for them you re- you got the kentucky boys together and uh, shea and case and wallace case and wallace was linked to you guys at 13 yeah and some teams around there um they comped him like he said his favorite players like he likes to model after is jimmy butler and he's like you know, we're talking about Derek Lively's defense in terms of rim protection. He's like the be- people are saying that he's like the best perimeter defender, and like he's got clamps, right? Like he's a hustle player, clamps. He could, he has offensive um, fire power on streaky modes. They have their main comp was Drew Holiday, and we've seen how Drew Holiday is defensively, especially right. Very underrated, not talked about enough by lo- by media, obviously by NBA players. You've heard Kevin Durant say Drew Holiday is probably the hardest player he had to go against. So if you're getting that comparisons, and Shea himself is really good defensively, he's the best. He's a good two-way guard, and, he's and then you have Lou Dort, who's a lockdown, and we saw him in his rookie year what he did to James Harden in that um, bubble series. That like with that, Chris Paul on that team. one, two, three, right? And oh, and th- this helps. Guess what? Casey Wallace doesn't need to start right away because you have Josh Giddey. So that's where this I think okay, the fit. It's kind of weird, but when you're on like matchup roles, uh, uh, Coach Dignall, Dignall, Dignall. Um, I'll look it up in a second, but um, you give Shea more freedom because as good as Shea is, as good Shea is defensively, Case and Wallace could take those tougher matchups, and Shea could flourish even more offensively, like he already did this year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it has to be Shea and Giddy, in my opinion, to to be the starting two, the starting backcourt. But with Case and Wallace coming in and uh, providing that defensive boost, because defense for me is hustle. Right, mostly. Like, obviously, there's technique and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if he... Mark Daynold. Daynold. I don't know how to pronounce it. So, sorry for butchering that. But, yeah, continue. If he just comes on and the defense doesn't fall off, right? Subs in for, like, Ludor or Shea or whatever. And the defense doesn't fall off. That's scary because those clamps are going to be essential for Shea, like you said. Because if... It gets easier on the... It's easier on your best player... If he just has to worry about the offensive side and the defensive side, obviously don't be like, don't be asleep. Yeah. But you don't have to guard their best player. Yeah, like 
Kaysen Wallace doesn't have to come here and be the guy, right? Like, you have a guy there. You have Giddy there, right? Chet Holmgren, keep in mind, is coming back, right? Like, people, he's like, not Victor Wembanyama, but close to it. I guess, like, a more of a bootleg version. No offense. Like, I don't mean that in any offense. I mean, if you're a bootleg Wembanyama, you're a good player. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that being said, like, I'm excited to watch that team. If they if they make moves or not, because that team will be fun to watch. Like, that, that's a team that I'm definitely going to keep an eye out on. That's for sure. Um, moving on, let's go to our teams. 13th, Grady Dick, Raptor player. Got a six foot seven dick <laughs> to the Raptors. Okay. All right. Um, like the pick? Hate the pick? Does right. that mean you're rebuilding? You were on a rebuilding rap. So I was obviously, I'm on the, I don't think we're going to rebuild just because the Raptors are the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, Grady Dick, uh, is he the best player available? Probably not. Tom Whitmore was there. <laughs> exactly. But he was was slaughtered to go in that range, though. Yeah, he fair, was slaughtered to go in that range. Him, yeah, like, at eleven to fifteen. Range. I wanted a guard. Obviously, I want. I, I I didn't say enough for like the shooting side because like I was focused on getting the Fred Van Vliet replacement. Yeah, like a cheaper Fred Van Vliet because I didn't want to bring Fred Van Vliet back for pretty much mil. the Lakers stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like get a point guard that will just like handle the ball yeah. and then do their point guard stuff. And obviously, scoring was also another need for Raptors. But shooting was also a big yeah game. scoring shooting yeah and then he Grady Dick is the best shooter in the draft yeah like, so you like could argue you him fit or Jordan the, Hawkins yeah, yeah like the fit is there for he also, sure he's a winning on a winning culture Kansas Kansas yeah right? and I don't know like he need a hundred plus threes in the season but he's like forty percent on volume forty percent right? on volume and it's not like six it's not like it was like just catch and shoot right yeah like he he could do it off the dribble like not like create his own shot but like. He's definitely threat, more threat of a catch and shoot for sure. Yeah, he's a so catch that's and a shoot. Perfect spot, like, but like, it doesn't have to be like balanced. Like, you could, you could make him off balance. Yeah. Like, if you like do one dribble, step back. Yeah. Like, he could do that. But like, he doesn't, he's not going to be like a full on shot creator, like how yeah. we have like he's more, Steph he's and more like. more of a sharpshooter. How's it? It's, yeah. it's more Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think Michael Grange was saying. Yeah, no, for me, it's like when Pascal's in that post and you have a reliable three point shooter right there when he's on the court, right? And. The thing is, let's see if what's happening with Fred. Like, we don't know who your point guard is at this point. Like, to your point, I mean, you have an undrafted free agent, but I doubt five foot eight Mark Marquise Noel um, will be that guy. Even though he killed it for Kansas State, but with Grady Dick, it's like, I, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think they're gonna rebuild now. They're not rebuilding. They're not like. rebuilding. Uh, again, that could be surprised. We'll see what offers comes out. But yeah, like he fits a need, right? Like, let's transition to the Lakers now. That's who someone I was targeting, remember? I was saying more shooting. Yeah. But we ended up getting Jalen Hood Shafino, which is someone you're targeting. So we literally swapped. Like our team swapped. Yeah, the it's not like, who, who it's not like I was like I wasn't against because like I wanted a point guard to replace Fred because I did not want to play. Were you surprised that you went shooter or were you surprised? I wasn't surprised because honestly I didn't know Grady Dick's game. I didn't know he was the best shooter in the draft. Yeah. So I was like, right, I knew he was the best shooter in the draft because like, that's what I was wondering. When, like obviously when you saw the highlight package they play after he gets picked, yeah. right? And then I was like, all right, yo, this guy obviously fits us. We yeah. need this, right? We need that Clay Thompson type of guy. He's not going to be our Steph Curry, but he's yeah. going to be Clay Thompson, right? Uh, he's he's big, like six foot seven. Six foot seven. He's guard. a guard. I wanted a guard. His right? defense. You're saying that his defense isn't the greatest. It's not. But, but his hustle is there. It. Yeah, his hustle is there, but he isn't like that lockdown. Like, yeah, he's not a lockdown, but his hustle like is there. Fred, and enough, yeah. him being six foot seven, he could actually finish at the rim. Yeah. Right, if which he, is if he adds that to his game, you have a coach that's good at player development, right? So we'll see with that. But let's transition to the Lakers. Jalen Hood Shafino, which is something you kind of targeted for that yeah. replacement. 
And, you know, for me, like, I was looking at Jordan Hawkins, who just got picked by um, the, Pelicans. the Pelicans, which is a good pay, uh, fit for them if um, Zion is playing. And Keontae George just got picked, too. Like, he was more of a shot creator for Utah. And obviously, Grady Dick went off for you guys. Jalen Hoshifino, um, from what I could tell, is like, first of all, he's vegan. So, <laughs> vegetarian, vegan, vegetarian, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but, um, He's already taking care of his health because a lot of NBA players like Chris Paul transitioned when he went to OKC to vegan. Yeah. I don't know if he still is though, but he fits that point guard need we need, right? Like the Lakers in the past few years, is this going to be a hit of a pick? We will find out how he will. Like I said, development is a key part of this, right? Don't, it's just because they're a top talent doesn't mean they're resulting in a top pick. And you guys shown like with Crusoe, with Reeves. Those are undrafted guys. Yeah, I know, but like you shown that yeah, you could exactly. develop players. Taylor Horn Tucker, second round. Like you pick. could you could develop players. That's yeah, what you Kyle shown. Kuzma, like who's a twenty yeah. seventh pick or something like, like that. Are you shown you guys could like yeah. scout players so this and guy, develop this players? This guy could be that D'Lo replacement. Like he's he's good defensively. He's probably better than D'Lo defensively. He has a talent. He's not a three point shooter, which is where he needs to work on his game a little bit more. But he's a good mid range and he's a pick and roll guy. We have Anthony Davis. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's gonna come out and put, put him as a starter, right? But I think we bring back D'Lo or Fred or whoever is gonna be available. But you have that guy on, under their wing. Like, he would be a guy that I would well, I would love to bring Fred Van Vliet in and him to watch. And he's 6'6", I believe. Yeah, that's He's big. a big that's guard, huge. right? Him, that's like Shea If size. he pans out and we bring back Reeves, perfect pairing backcourt right there, right? Like, obviously, we don't know what's happening with LeBron next year because Bronny's in the draft. But for the time being, um, yeah. So, I like the pick. Can we pan out? Also, he's a Laker fan. He Kobe, uh, Jersey, and one of his picks. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch him. Summer League's going to be fun. Max Christie could take a step forward as well. He had a decent year when he played, so... Yeah, I think what Wemby said he'll play a couple Summer League games as well, right? Yeah. So, it'll definitely be interesting to watch. I don't know about like... Well, the reports were before he wasn't going to play. Then yeah. He said he will play, so I don't know. Like school... He'll probably play like one game and school. then shut him down. <laughs> That's what they did with Paolo, so... That's what they did with Paolo, right? Yeah. Because Paolo went off too, right? And then the Zion, like, game? he got hurt after the first game or something. Like Zion got hurt. Yeah, he'll, he'll play like one or two games max, and then they're going to shut him down. Just, like you're gonna see what it is. They just want to let him go off one game, you know. Yeah. Just let him get a little little feel of yeah. something. So yeah, I know I'm excited for that pick, and we also made a guy that was supposed to go like late first, Maxwell Lewis. So from Pepperdine, I heard like Pee Wee the plug from Through the Wire talk about him a lot. Like he was like saying that's a steal of a pick for sure. But you know we don't need to go too much. I think I don't know yeah. later on picks. I don't know too much. Yeah. Uh, obviously Cam Whitmore we talked about a little bit the fell. Um, do want to talk about one thing though? Yeah. These college player of the year players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We were talking so, about this. These thing. traditional centers, so especially you your post players. Drew Timmy. Who's don't like, get drafted. Drew Timmy didn't get drafted. Bro, if you... Oscar Shibwe. Ask Oscar Shibwe and then... Sonogo from... Sonogo, well, UConn, who won. Yeah. I, I, obviously, the game's changed. We know that, right? And here's a perfect example for you. Jaleel Okafor went third overall. In that cat draft class. Yeah. Right? We picked D'Angelo Russell. I was going for Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. Jaleel Okafor is killing it in Europe somewhere or overseas somewhere. It shows like the quality of game has changed, right? Like you see Joel Embiid and, like and Jokic killing it. It's like the quarterback position in the NFL. Yeah. Like now quarterbacks need to be mobile, right? Yeah. They need to create plays. Before, like we had obviously Manning. The, the Manning, the Brady's, Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, right? Breeze. Yeah. Uh, Breeze. These pocket passers. Yeah. Right? They're all retiring now it's because like, the game is like evolved improv improvisation. Yeah, right. Obviously, you gotta make po- pockets. You gotta make passes when you're in the pocket. But there's a reason how often? The, how often? There's a reason why the Colts pick yeah, Anthony Richardson. How often are you gonna like you know 
Yeah. So like with the current NBA, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. it is like you need to be Mike Miles Turner. Yeah, you like, need at least at the minimum level. Yeah. That could stretch the floor. Even you, you need to be shoot. a defender. Like yeah, Mike Mike Muscala's in the league for a reason, right? Yeah. So yeah, it sucks like Drew, because like Drew Tim is a bucket in the paint. Like his in the footwork paint, is impeccable. The problem is the paint. Yeah. That's the problem. Like he's not he's liability elsewhere. Like but obviously, no, but like, no, no. you're gonna get like yeah. UDFA spots, which he did in an exhibit hand contract with the Bucks, Oscar Shibway with the Pacers. I don't know where Sonogo went, but yeah. No, but like watching Drew Timmy play, like he, if he's playing to his level in yeah. the NBA, he he's a player that could draw he's, a double team in the post. Yeah, I don't, but yeah, I don't think his games relies on the NBA, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, it, just, it's tough. That's why like this year's player of the year, Zach Eady, Canadian, seven four. But the difference is his seven four. And Wembenyama seven five are completely completely different. different yeah, like he's a he will work. These guys will work best in FIBA tournaments, which is why I'm happy if Zach Eady could develop polish his game a little bit for FIBA reasons. If he wants to play and play there, or like Olympic, uh, like Canadian basketball reasons, right? So yeah, it's, it's definitely keep an eye out for because like yeah, like Jaleel Okafor's out of the league in like yeah. Two, three qu- years. Question for you: If Brooke Lopez didn't change his game, would he be out of the league? Probably. I mean, he, if you would have to be like Dwight Howard or Javale McGee. You would have to be a vet guy, DeAndre Jordan. You have to be a good vet guy then, which I think Brook Lopez would have been. Yeah. And play defense, which all those three guys I've named. uh, Yeah, obviously Brook Lopez, but like Dwight Howard. um, There's a reason why him and JaVale McGee are on our championship roster in the bubble. And then um, DeAndre Jordan is just there for vet purposes. But how much is like, is is it good? Isn't it good to have like a different, a unique player? That's what I'm thinking. Like that's why I'm like off the bench. Like he doesn't have to start for you. Like, I hope what's his name works out. Uh, Oscar Shibwe, if he ends up staying in uh, Pacers. Yeah. Right? Because you have that guy that would be in the paint when you need it and getting boards. Like, you need a. Okay, well, here's the thing Drummond's in the league because he's a specialist, which is rebounding. That's yeah. his main specialty. Yeah. So if you're a complete. Like, Ronnie Drummond's arguably one of the greatest rebounders of all time. You need to be a specialist in that position then, or shot blocking. Would would Shaq dominate the league right now? See, I don't. That's like that's part. it's hard, right? Because, because Steph Curry changed the game so much to the point where the Houston Rockets are were that team that missed twenty seven straight threes. It was now I'm happy it's moving back. You've seen a lot more of the mid range game back, right? Otherwise, Demar Derozan would have been useless. Yeah. Um. You know, you see Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, because like we Kevin Durant hit the mid range shot. You missed now. the you missed the bully ball game, right? The yeah. Physicality. That's like that's one of the but reasons. But the problem is like again to your point, it's Shaq. Give him the ball. <laughs> who's gonna hey, stop? Who's him? gonna stop? The him? only thing I would stop Shaq is free throws. That's it. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say because the games change so much. And the much. defensive end, yeah, we don't know what would happen like, in that case. But Cab Skyhook should be good in today's game too. Yeah. Like he should be averaging as much as he did back then. Especially with like supposedly foul calls and all that stuff too. But yeah, yeah, I know it's it's tough to see because like obviously these guys will make a career overseas most likely or in the G League, right? Unless you're a big specialist, unless you develop your game like you said, Brook Lopez. But the difference was Brook Lopez was already in the league, so he knew what to expect. These guys are not getting the opportunity. Goga Badazzi is not even in the league anymore. Yeah. Um. Or he if he has, he's like G League man. He's not playing, stuff, right? So. Yeah, it's it's tough to see. I hope it works out for these guys. Um, because they're yeah, good. They're some, good players. They're really they're good, good players. players for a reason. But yeah. there's a reason why they didn't get drafted because that's what the league is at now. Unfortunately, that's that's what it is. Like, but, it's not it's not diverse enough now. Yeah. Before it used to be like all like 
uh, paint players, but now it's like you gotta shoot the ball. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to the biggest news of the day outside of the draft, which happened earlier in that afternoon around noon. So everybody knows. Uh, plus, by the way, some of these trades are getting official. Bradley Beal is officially a son on paper now, but. Let me just pull up the trade. Chris Paul was in that trade, right? And people were wondering if Wizards are going to keep him, sell him. Not sell him. Not soccer. Um, cut him is what I'm trying to say. Or, like, trade him. And they did trade him. And it's definitely not what you expected at that moment, right? Um, the Wizards are, tra are trading away Chris Paul for Jordan Poole. So, the Warriors. Ryan Rollins, Patrick Baldwin Jr. protected 2020. 20? 30 first round pick so wizards do get a first round pick but in 2030 and a 2027 second round pick how surprised were you that it i'm was very shocked very shocked first of all i'm confused i was like how is is he starting is he how's this bench? gonna work like for me it's like it's a bench move but he's made 30 to, mil yeah. it's obviously a, a cap saving move yeah it's sure. a cap saving because like, jordan, they gave jordan bull a max Obviously, should not have gotten it. I get it. He had a good run in the playoffs. He just rewarded him, but he clearly fell off this year, especially defensively. He's not no. Fan. He's not great defensively. He's not a great player. And then decision decision making, as well. Yeah, right. Like you've seen posts where Steph and stuff was going on, and the Draymond punching factor. On top of that, you're hearing rumors like Jonathan Kuminga is not happy in his role. Jordan Poole is not happy in his role. Right. James Wiseman ended up getting traded. So yeah, like. Obviously, Wizards did well. Like, let's talk Jordan Poole before we get to CP3 side of things here. Since we brought it up, perfect spot for Jordan Poole. Yeah, like, like, that team's so bad. You're gonna get buckets. There's like Houston Rockets version. Like, last yeah, you're Houston gonna Rockets. you're you're gonna have a bigger role. Not in a big market. you you're, the pressure's no not on. No one gives you. a shit about the, the Wizards. Pressure, the pressure's not on Wizards you. Fan. The pressure's not on you right now, right? Uh, you have a bigger role. You have more chance to develop. No one's. No one's gonna overshine you there. Yeah. Like how Steph and Draymond and Clay were taking your shine, even Wiggins, right? Yeah. Like you are gonna flourish there. Can you bounce back? Yes, I could believe you could bounce back. Uh obviously he's gonna have to play good. But he has the bag. He's locked up for like four years. Four years yeah. Like we know he was good last year, right? The Wizards taking a chance on him, I don't have no issue with that. Yeah, no, for yeah, on that side. You got a first round pick in return as well. You got rid of Chris Paul's contract, and yeah, you're you're getting a bet. If it doesn't work out, you can move on from him in a couple of years down the line, right? Like, uh, it looks like they're rebuilding. I'm happy if they are rebuilding because yeah, that team has been mediocre central, literally. Yeah. So, um, Warriors. Chris Paul, Warriors. What like? How is this? Like, I get it, leadership wise, sure. Are you starting? Chris Paul with Steph and Steph's gonna go more off ball, which he did a, which is fun to watch because Steph is just running around the court. Yeah, Clay Thompson, like you have a good decision maker, playmaker for sure, when healthy and Chris Paul, but he's up there in age. Was that their biggest need? Is the lineup gonna be Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green if they bring him back? We don't know. So is it gonna be off the bench and on the minutes? You know. I have no idea. There's just a question. Like, I can't really dissect this. I'm assuming he's off the bench. It's a one-year contract right off the books next year. That's yeah. obviously the biggest driving factor. They said they're not going to trade him, right? They're, they're like, planning I to think, play with him. I don't think it's going to, like, affect anything too much because they could always move. Like, they could always shuffle the starting lineup, right? Yeah. 
can they bring Draymond Green back? That's the question. That's my biggest question mark right now, as a Warriors contract wise, right? Yeah, because bringing Chris Paul, you don't know what the hell Draymond Green's gonna want, right? Because I think Draymond Green wants he's something. He's looking for three years, hundred mil or something. Like that. Yeah, because like he's won his chips, right? Yeah. He's like now it's just like try Cash to get out. a bag, you know, hopefully figure out his future and stuff. Yeah, I know this. This trade is something I'm excited to see how they're gonna do it because you don't count the Warriors out for sure. Like, they tried it with D'Lo, it didn't work, they moved on, and obviously, like, Chris Paul is not D'Lo, that's for sure, right? But he's also 38, he's been injury-prone. Um, obviously, he's transferred the chip, I don't think they're winning the championship with this current roster still. I still think they need, like, another big, backup big, right? Kevon Looney should be starting for them. Yeah, Kevon Looney should be starting. Under, most Probably the most underrated big in the N- NBA right now, but, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's a peculiar situation, for sure. And like, my first thoughts were, like, why but now i'm thinking about it a little bit i was like okay it could maybe work but steps off wall more yeah but then but yeah, but then you're small but i'm also saying why again yeah. because size is not there yeah like you know, he's six foot steph's like six three clay's six six right draymond six if he comes back six seven ish six and eight. and this also like puts this also puts more pressure on clay thompson to like go back to his level yeah as well but yeah i'm definitely intrigued to see this trade this Let's see, just see how it plays how out. It plays out for them. You know, for all we know, they could just cut him midway through the season if it doesn't work out because it is the last year. Yeah. But then, what are you gonna do with that? They probably obviously find a trade. But let's move on, um, because we still gotta get into the NHL. A couple of free agency news. Like I said, Draymond Green was looking like he might be coming back, but Sacramento could change that by giving him a big money role, and him and Sabonis front court is definitely. That better role than as long as as long as they're not curb stopping each other at practice. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Josh Hart has extended like not with the Knicks. I mean like extended and Knicks and Josh Hart have extended their like time to for the opt in thing because they're trying to work out a clause to bring him back because he was their um, he was part of that Cam Reddish trade. So there's that. Nas Reed officially today has signed. A contract extending with the Timberwolves. Yeah. Three years, forty-two million with a player option. Um, undrafted guy out of LSU. Best season with eleven and a half points and four point nine rebounds. Smaller center. Yeah. Right, like six eight center. Yeah. And what the hell does this mean for Carl Anthony Towns? Because wait, before I let you answer that question, they are paying their trio of centers four hundred forty-three million dollars combined. That's insane. And there's reports that Cat want, could get traded. So, you're not trading Rudy Gobert. That's an untradeable contract right now. I don't know how you're going to pull that off. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. I, I, I don't know. The, the Timberwolves ruined it for me by trading for Rudy Gobert. Or that much for Rudy Gobert in yeah. general. Um, I was just happy the Raptors like, This wasn't like no freaking Boogie Cousins AD situation. Like, that would, I could see that working because they could it, space each it other It worked. Up. It was working. It was working before he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. This is not that situation. This is not because Rudy Gobert. Because he's he... just a defensive specialist, maybe, yeah. in my opinion. Like, like don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's a great rim protector. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not yeah. a bad player. But the not fit. Not that contract or anything. With that contract and that fit, it's not great. Yeah. So, I think Cat's on the move. I don't know where. Obviously, Boston filled their spot with Porzingis. Uh, I don't know where he'll fit the best right now. Um. Whoever needs to stretch back. So, hey, send him to um, 
Houston, if Houston is willing to go get James Harden and all these guys, and he could just flourish there as their center. But Cat's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like, he killed it in that Timberwolves-Lakers game. But then he's also stupid when it comes to foul trouble. Like, he'll do commit stupid fouls and yeah. stuff, right? Like, and it's not like it's not like he's the best defensive player either. Yeah, he isn't. That's yeah. why they brought Rudy Gobert. But then that hurts it more for Anthony Edwards because the spacing yeah. goes away too. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, Lonzo Ball, last thing. Um, after the draft, Chicago press conference essentially said he's out for the next year. Yeah. And, and sucks because obviously I was the guy that said De'Aaron Fox. I was, if I was the Lakers, I would have picked De'Aaron Fox. And it wasn't because of any injury issues or anything. It was more so because the shot and I feel like the pressure of his dad. Right. Um, he was he improved, after the Lakers, he improved very well. Right. Like he did. He was killing it for Chicago before he got hurt. He's yeah, arguably an all defensive type caliber player fit, when healthy. The fit improved his three point shot and the fit he's that with, playmaker. Yeah, the fit with him and Lillard was good because he was a good defender. Yeah, he's a he's a little bit like he's big. He's not like a small guard. Yeah, like he's a like decently sized, and obviously Levine's defense isn't the greatest. He complements that well. Yeah, and then the playmaking, he he was able to get the ball to DeRozan and uh, Levine. Yeah. Right, the good players or into the post with a uh, Vucevic with a pick and roll. So like, it's not like Lonzo Ball is bad. It's just that it he's just, now injury. He's now injury prone, and and, like, and he was his knees like multiple multiple surgeries. Yeah, it's like it sucks. sucks. I, I wish it he comes really back sucks. in the league because I, I had no issues with Lonzo Ball. I had issues with Lavar Ball. Like, yeah, like Lonzo's, Lonzo's game is good. Like Lonzo has a good game. He improved game. his shot for a reason. Yeah, right? and. Yeah, like, I love watching Alonzo Ball play. Like, when it comes to his playmaking, is insane. Like, he's one of the top playmakers. He's one of the top defenders. Um, big guard, obviously, right? We watched That was the one March Madness we watched closely. The UCLA, yeah. Kentucky runs, UNC and all of them. Gonzaga. So, yeah, I hope he gets back. It sucks next, because next now year. it's like the... I, I'm happy he got paid, at least. Yeah, it's um, like the Brandon Roy, Derrick Rose. Yeah. That's that's what it's turning into. Greg Oden and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but but I'm, I'm guards, guards but yeah. yeah. But yeah, let's move on um, to the NHL here. Um, we'll go over the NBA rumors more so unless something drops. We'll check quickly. But at this late, <laughs> I don't think so. But um, you want to go draft rev- preview or do you want to go talk about the trade speculation first? Let's go to trades first. Okay, so official trades that went down. First one, the Avalanche. Okay, I clicked the link. Why did it not pop up? Ryan Johansson? Yeah. Avalanche got Ryan Johansson for uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Alex Galchenyuk for the rights because of Alex Galchenyuk because he's a UFA, and the key thing here is they Na- retain fifty percent. Nashville retain fifty percent of the eight million cap hit. So it's only four million for the next two years on his contract. I love it for Colorado. And wa- and it. one more thing, they also get an LTIR bonus with Landeskog. That's what, that's that's why I love it yeah. because they need a second line center. As long as you allude, what you alluded to, Landeskog's out for the next year because of his injury. Um and they need a center. Man. They need a center, right? Like last year, that's where they struggled the most. They didn't have. They didn't have the Kadri They lost Kadri. Yeah. They lost. Um, they couldn't bring in anyone to replace Landeskog, as well. Ka- well, Kadri, oh, yeah, like, well, yeah, I guess not. Landeskog got injured. Landeskog so, got yeah. injured, but he's not a center. I mess. That's yeah. where I'm wrong. But yeah, like Rantanen like, had to be a second line center, and he's not best used as a center. Yeah, yeah the Kadri is a was like really good second line center I, for them. I'm not saying Johansson would be like what Kadri produced for that year. Because Drill Hansen's up there in age. Yeah. But he's still going to get the job done for you. Because at the end of the day, like, your top line is going to be your top line, right? You just need someone to hold down those minutes as a second-line center. Yeah, so 
for me, it's like I was a huge fan of Ryan Johansson when he was in Columbus and that Seth Jones trade happened. And, and then Nashville. He killed it for Nashville that first year. And then I think injuries took place. Nashville made the finals too. Yeah. So he, um, uh, like I said, like if you want to go somewhere, you're going to be motivated to win. Here you go, right? And then obviously Nashville saves up $4 million in cap because they obviously retain for two years. So eight million obviously at the time was a f- you know a fair contract, but at this point of his career he's just a power play specialist. So which is what they need because they're missing Landeskog. They got a second line center, or you know you, you could also they lose out probably gonna lose Evan Rodriguez. So yeah, um that's the first trade. Second trade that happened, Kings trade Sean Dersey. I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about him. Sean Dersey's a decent player. Um, to the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a second round pick of twenty twenty four. Oh wow! So it's next year. They actually trade Sean Dersey. They I get because they cap have relief. Cap cap relief. The next trade I'm gonna bring up to you. They have they have good def- they have good defensemen in the pipeline. He has one, like, year, I one remember, year on his contract. Yeah, I also remember because all those Demko rumors. Yeah, like they're saying that Kings are a good, were a good place to for him to trade because Canucks get like good defensemen because and like uh, people like Turcotte, right, and the who's a forward. Yeah, and then the Kings had good defensemen down in their prospect pool. And he's also could Coyotes could flip him. I mean, he's young. But Coyotes could flip him still because it's the Coyotes. Um, but he's a reliable two-way defenseman, according to the Coyotes GM. So the second-round pick that's moving is the Montreal Canadiens, the one that they acquired with the Christian Dvorak trade in 2021. Yeah. Okay, so now I don't think there's any other trade. Or um, which stall is this? Jordan stall is extended four years, $11.6 million. Yeah. Um. He was due to be an unrestricted free agent after signing a 10-year contract. Uh, obviously, 34-year-old, that means 38, but he still did well for them defensively and stuff, matchup-wise. Yeah. So, congrats on your money, Jordan Stahl. Yeah. Um, okay, so linking to that when you said, you, oh, wow, they traded Sean Jersey away, this dropped. Kings, Jets discussing trade involving Pierre-Luc Dubois. So that answers your question. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kings are in a... Dubois. They need a cap crunch. And they're also a team that needs to pay Corpus Allo. If not, go after a guy like Connor Hellebuck. I don't think Thatcher Demko's on the market anymore. But, like, a guy like Connor Hellebuck is going to be available. But in this case, nothing... They're talking about it. There's no trade, so I can't even tell you what could be moved. Or, uh, no, sorry. The Jets' return package is believed to include Kings forwards Gabriel Velarde oh, okay. and Alex Iafalo. So... Okay. Yeah, that's a... That's a who's a pending re, uh, RFA in Velarde netted a career high in 23 goals and 18 assists in 63 games, while Iofalo chipped in with 36 points in 59. Yeah, you're definitely getting rid of You like, know, Dubois is looking to get $9 million, right? He already announced to them, the Jets, that I don't want to come back last year. Yeah, Dubois, Dubois. And obviously, obviously, the other team, he wants to go to Montreal, so Montreal's also in this. Dubois, I think, could play on center as an, and as left a winger. winger. Left winger, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think they're going to use him as a second-line center. Yeah. But they also have Philip Deneau, who's right. also a you good center as well. You also have old Kopitar, who's still doing well for them. Yeah, Kopitar is still killing it. Right, and... So they have three centers if you get got, Dubois, still. Who did they have? They got Kevin... Not Fiala. What's the guy from Minnesota? Was it Kevin Fiala? It was Fiala, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I was mixing up another name. Kevin Fiala, and they have... Uh, um, Kempe. They're, like, all-star this year. No, who's the other guy? Who? Nashville. Arvidsson. Arvidsson I'm not well. saying he's a center, but I'm just saying, like, he's also... Like, as a wingers, yeah. So... But yeah, like that that first line should be I think Fiala, Kopitar, and Kempe, right? Which is a really good first line. Then Pierre-Luc Dubois slots in as a second line center, and then you have Philip Deneau as a third line center, who's also yeah very good defensively. All right, let's move on. 
Or unless you could pair up Philip Deneau and yeah, like Dubois. He's, he's, uh, before we move on, let's, like, he is the biggest, one of the biggest names. And then, there. yeah, because... Jets King, are a key thing King, there too. Kings well. were a power play team, right? Yeah. They needed to improve 5-on-5. Five five. Yeah. Um, Moving on. on the, yeah, no, let's move on. Uh, So, Hurricanes, Flyers deal in jeopardy for Tony D'Angelo, which is kind of funny because Hurricanes are the one that traded him to Florida. Sorry, oh. not Florida. The Flyers. Yeah. And now they're trying to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the deal to require defenseman D'Angelo. Um, obviously, he's like a polarizing figure in the league. Uh, hit a snag Saturday that not, still needs to be resolved. Flyers were going to retain 50%. So that's where the talks are kind of messed up fit on the 5 million cap hit uh, and would have received a prospect in return. So, wow. you know, he was a guy that was paired with um, Jacob Slavin, right? Back when he was in um, yeah. Carolina. They traded him in a second, seventh rounder in 2022 to the Flyers that year. So oh, wow. they're lucky to bring him back. Um, obviously, injuries is a big factor. I mean, you might be desperate if you really bring it back Tony D'Angelo and there's a headache of a case there. But this just shows that Philly's still, Philly's on that rebuild mode, right? Oh, Provorov's gone. Yeah. So they're clearing out. Yeah, they're trying to just trying to get assets, as many as they can. And then t- John Tortorella also scratched him for five games last the year. Last, so. I like the ending. Yeah. So like the last five games. We know how Tortorella is yeah. when it comes to it. Uh, Anything else for NHL news? There's one more. What is Flyers it? Blues working on a trade involving Kevin Hayes. Oh, wow. Uh, or ironing out the details on a trade that would send Kevin Fe- Kevin Hayes. And yeah. That's what's mixing up Kevin yeah, Hayes. Yeah. And Travis Sanheim yeah. to the Gateway City. And nothing else. Flyers would retain another significant percentage of Hayes, 7.14 million. Con cap, um, that is run through 2026. St. Louis planned to trade a defenseman and a first-round pick to Philadelphia. So, yeah, Kevin Hayes, get on it. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hayes is a good player. Um, And obviously, he, Kevin Hayes had issues with Tortorella last year. Yeah, he was I on mean, all-star scratch, which is hilarious. A lot of, a lot of, it's Tortorella. A lot yeah. of people have issues with Tortorella. Um, St. Louis planned to trade defense. Was that Colton Pareko, Nick Letty, and Justin Falk weren't asked to waive their respective clauses. According to uh, Rutherford. Jeremy Rutherford, I think it is. And then Tory Krug is only other Blues defender with full trade protection. Yeah. That's one thing I noticed. NHL gives out no moves and no trades. Like, it's freaking Halloween candy or some shit. Yeah. So, and then... NBA barely has those. Like, the top yeah. end players really don't. I know Kobe had it back then when he had issues. I remember watching the doc. Um, Vanessa Bryant requested that because he was supposed to get traded to Detroit and they vetoed it because of it. But yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. Um, obviously, Blues have three first-round picks this year, right? So, they're obviously trying to come back to it because they're not a rebuilding team, in my opinion. You have a guy like Robert Thomas. You have a guy in um, Jordan Cairo, right? You still have an okay goalie in Jordan Bennington. You know, if he's not a hothead. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's not a hothead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the last of the news yeah, I saw. So let's let's get but going. Let's go. No. Uh, I want to Cal- before we wait, what? actually we'll, we'll tie the Calgary news with the draft in a second. Right. But the last thing, um, in terms of non, on well, kind of on ice, but not like front office moves. It is the theme night jerseys oh, yeah. that caused a huge, huge headache. I want to get your thoughts on this. So, essentially, Gary Bettman has come out and said because of um, all the distractions of the Pride jersey stuff, starting off with Ivan Provorov, the Stahl brothers, right, um, James Reimer, yeah. for religious reasons or, you know, the Russian factor reasons, because oh, Kuzmenko obviously didn't wear it, Yeah. Um, that they're deciding to 
not wear theme jerseys, not pride. All yeah, theme like jerseys. All theme jerseys. Uh, so the players will not be wearing them pregame. Yeah. But they could still sell um, for um, charity stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could, players that choose to model it can still model it. So that means when we, <laughs> whoever goes to the Canucks games are no longer going to see those sick Diwali jerseys. Yeah, the Diwali, yeah, the Vasaki. Uh, with the last names in Hindi and Punjabi, right? Patterson, yeah. for example, had it in Punjabi. Um, yeah, it's it's a whole lot of bullshit, in my opinion. Like, Pride jerseys have been going on for a while. Why All of a sudden, it went nuts, right? It's obviously that reason. And I'm not going to, again, we're not getting into the political side of things. I don't know what's in, religious. We don't know anything about that. But, like, I was listening to Merrick on the Halford and Broad show. He's like, and he says, like, yeah, it's bull. Like, like the why players that don't want to wear it, they get yep. a, they should get a penalty for it, right? Like, you're you're preaching hockey is for everyone. Yeah. Right? You're preaching that. Yeah. Punjabi, you know, Indian, Chinese, Asian in general, First Nations, gay, LGBTQ, and anything like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You're preaching it, and now you're saying, like, you can't represent it on the ice. What's the point of that? Like, why do behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, guess what? They're the same guys that are not wearing the pride jerseys are still not going to be wearing it during, um, or that are modeling it, and they're going to still bring it a big case. Yes, was it a distraction? Yes, but that's a dumb excuse for not to wear it because those jerseys are nice. Not just the Diwali jerseys I'm from the Canucks side of things. I went to the, we went to the Chinese New Year one. I, when I we went, we no no no, you went went back. Oh, like a while back. That, yeah, yeah. Then too, and I went this year. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, um, games. That game, sick jersey. Yeah, they're nice right? jerseys. The Black History Month jersey, sick. Yeah, Black History right? Month is good. So one. it's like it's stupid. Like, you know, you got R. Baines who's on the Canucks, um, Aberystwyth Canucks. Yeah. Like voicing that, right? You got Dakota Joshua voicing the um, Black History Month. You had like back Richard Park back in the day as one of the Asian Canucks. So it's like, it's so stupid in my opinion. But yes, is it a distraction? Hundred percent. Because like, they, but they made it into a distraction. Like if they're not gonna wear it, give them a slight penalty. It is what it is, uh, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because you're now you're still saying that it's not because you pretty much chickened out. Right? Yeah, you, right. Like, like you backed out of this. You that, backed out because you're promoting hockey is for everybody, and now you're not doing that anymore. It, it, and then you know military nights for some teams that do military nights and all that. So it's like I don't know. I think it's stupid. Those players need to suck it up. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I mean, even if you don't wear it, right? Don't make it a big deal. Like, just don't wear it. Like, don't bring it up and stuff. It, the problem is that's where the media. That's where the, that's where the media comes in. Obviously, like, there's no point of making it a big deal, right? Because now NHL had to deal with this, right? And now they back out. Yeah. That's that's and where you back up with everything else. Everything else no too, issue. right? Like, like it's different if like one team chooses not to, you know, do it. But, like, for example, the Canucks did all nights. Like, the Bali yeah. night, Chinese New Year, Black History, Indigenous, right? You know, Gino Ojek was a big factor. Rest in peace to a legend. Yeah. Um, for the First Nation stuff, Ethan Bear is a big talk about that. Yeah. Right? So, it's like, yeah, I, I think it's bogus, personally. Like, those players that don't want to wear it, they don't wear it, you slap them with a, pe- a penalty. Those players got to learn understand that, like, hey, we're in Canada, we're in North America. Um... It's for everybody. Like, right? The game is for everyone. Like I'm sure they don't have like maybe differing opinions on people that are around them that are LGBTQ plus, but 
it's just weird like you coming out and saying it like this that's why some people are saying the russian factor with mcgillney could be a factor that's supposed to be like a first ballet hall famer in our eyes we might not get in because of it next year that's, that's a whole man. different story we're not gonna get into that but yeah let's um yeah i think it's bogus personally. yeah i mean like, there's nothing else to say right like you're still selling it you're still doing all that so what the hell's wrong, wrong with the way it, ice, yeah right? so uh, it's yeah i don't get that it's stupid but let's go into draft preview um let me pull up a mock draft do you have one or no Ooh, not really I'll pull, I'll pull yeah, you pull Craig up Button up. had one recently I'll pull that one up he's like yeah. one of the top guys in there Bob McKenzie from TSN yeah uh, TSN. Um, I know I was going through a Bleach Report one uh, during class obviously because I was bored in class <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah I was just like this title the fun starts after number one clearly Connor Bedard but essentially the one team let's just get into this we also are looking for moves because um, we're obviously going to talk about the Canucks, but there's like, again, similar to the NBA, there's a lot of projected moves here. Who's yeah. moving up, down, trading, pick away, right? Cap, obviously, he's not moving up much, reportedly. So um, the draft, by the way, is on Wednesday. So we'll be on uh, Wednesday's episode for us, by the way, just a heads up, will be big because we'll be covering, we'll be re- uh, recapping round one. Yeah, we'll be and we also have one. to talk about the free agency, which is a couple of days after for NBA and NHL. But um, obviously, he has Connor Bedard number one. Surprise, surprise! You know, he's literally yeah. him and Wembenyama were like locks from the minute they were featured. Yeah. Um, Adam Fantilli two. I feel like that's a lock. Leo Carlson three feels like a lock, right? The question here now is what's going to happen with Matt Mitchkov, and he has him four button. Yeah. And the reason with Mitchkov is he's under contract with the KHL for another like three, four years. And then, obviously, we don't know what's happening with the geopolitical stuff. Again, not getting into that. But the big factor here is the contract. Yeah. Like is he going to get released? In, can he, is he, whatever the case is, is there a risk there. But he says number four will still go to Mitchkov. Because Mitchkov, once upon a time, was the second best um, player at a young age, talent-wise, after Bedard. Yeah. Um, will Smith, not the actor, <laughs> from USA Develop, yeah, yeah, yeah. is fifth. There's also, like, they're big on him as well. Yeah. So, look, those five are, like, the big ones. Then you got, like, a Matthew Wood. I think he's a local guy from UConn. You um, can UConn. I mean, University of Connecticut, not the territory. Um, is there? Now here's where it gets crazy. Like Ryan Leonard, USA again. Um, da- David Reinbacher, the first defenseman off the yeah, board. Yeah, that's that's. Axel Sandin Pelika at ten. Kobe Barlow at nine. Canucks take in this case Tom Willander, another right shot demon. Zach Benson falling from the fifth projected fifth sixth because of his supposed size. Yeah. Also a local boy. Um. Oiler fan, but local boy. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I, I don't know much too much. Samuel Honzik was a guy I look at because he's a giant, and he propelled in the draft class as well. Yeah. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to go Canucks? Do you want to go anything? Well, we don't know these pros- prospects too much, but I do have a question in general. All right, let's go Canucks first. Okay, so Canucks. Here's my question for you: Do you draft for fit or do you draft for talent? Because obviously I don't want another winger. Personally, I don't want another winger. Yeah, right. It's but hard. the question is debate. You see, because we have that thing with Yulevi. Right? We passed on Kachuk fit. and all these guys after Kachuk yeah. for Yulevi. And for, look what that happened. Yulevi was fit. Uh, for me, I mean, you have right wingers, but the issue is you need left wingers. So that's I why think wingers. I think a priority is center and defense. Obviously, sure. center and defense. And then for me, personally, I would go defense. Because this top 10 looks like it's going to be a forward heavy. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, realistically, Reinbacker might be the only top 10 defenseman picked. But here's the thing. How scarce is the right D position? 
There's three in this draft. No, I'm saying I'm like in gen- no, 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 in general. Oh, in general, yeah. In general around the league. Because we traded a first away that we got from the Bohorvat trade for Philip Hronik. Philip Hronik, yeah. First and a second. Tyler Myers got a massive contract. Yeah, Eric Branson. Eric Branson got a 4x4 four four this year. Yeah. Right? And he was a third uh, overall pick in his draft. For me, it's like it has to be, you have to weigh out your odds. Like, how good do you think that guy is? Did, did Benning take Yalevi for the sake of taking a defenseman and he was supposed to go down low? I don't know how the mock drafts were back then. I think it was. Right? Because sure clearly, you got Kachuk, look at him now. Like, he's arguably a top five player in the league now. Right? Yeah. And you, got, um, you have other names in that draft class as well. This case, is it going to be a Quinn Hughes situation? But the difference is this. The Quinn Hughes draft was defense heavy. Yeah. More right. so, right? Because there was like... Rasmus Dahlin was the first overall pick. Rasmus and then, Dahlin, And yeah. you had like um, Noah Dobson, Evan Bouchard, uh, and Boquist, Adam Boquist. Yeah. Right? And then Quinn Hughes, obviously. In this case, it's the opposite. The first guy is supposed to be Ryan Bucker, who I would prefer. Bro, like, the- for me, if I'm the Canucks, I don't, Axel Sandin Palika is a right-handed version of Quinn Hughes. Yeah, so like you could take the yeah, talent. He is a five eleven one seventy. Quinn Hughes is five ten one eighty. They're the same size. Yeah, obviously the uh, problem is the power play specialist. Ax- yeah, right. Axel, Sandy Pelika. There's Tom Willander and there's David Ranbacker. They're all and there's three. A, there's a Russian guy I believe who's a left shot D. Okay, yeah. That's obviously. But obviously, we would prefer right shot. But obviously, if it, if a left shot D is hired, in your opinion, you take that guy. Yeah, you take him right. obviously. But looking at, because for me this draft. For me, I want free agent to focus on getting a partner for Philip Aronik, like or addition yeah, or trade. Where right? do we pick? Keep in mind. Yeah. Realistically, Bedard is the only one playing, and maybe Fantilli. Yeah, right. In, in the NHL next year, because they're going to Chicago, who's gonna suck, and they're gonna go to Anaheim, who's already young and probably gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm looking for this guy to be the Quinn Hughes partner, and really hopefully be the uh the top pairing that this franchise needs for the future. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, if you get if you're gonna like trade for someone or like free agent, if that's the case. Get then, get a guy with Philip. Then it's Willander or Reinbacher. Yeah, for me personally, is obviously if Reinbacher is there, you take him. There's no, he is the best man. How much research have you done on this draft, by the way? I'm going to bro. I'll tell you, I didn't pay attention to that class here. I was going to mock <laughs> like, draft. I'll be honest class. with you. Obviously, NBA not so Obviously, much. I was more focused on a defenseman because I was yeah. because a lot of it's like I like see, I said, top ten was there's like. There's also centers like Dalibor you know, who Will yeah. Smith and all these guys. If they fall, they might fall, right? Yeah, yeah. And the question is, does if Mitch Kov falls, do you bet on that talent? I mean, you might. Do, I think you just right? take him. Zach right? Benson is another guy who fell, and it's, he's a it's winger. Tough, right? Like I was just focusing on defenseman real because realistically, obviously, it's a need for us, and we have a potential the, guy there. And there is a forward. There's a forward heavy, heavy top yeah. ten. The problem is, what if a, you know, everybody's draft thing is board is different, right? Like Craig, Craig Bunn said himself, this is what he thinks is going to happen, and he's projecting. But Jim Rutherford will have a clearly different board, right? You see with the Colts, for example, look how many times they traded down because their board is completely different. Because they have like eight guys. They have completely different board. Like in the with their second round pick, they have like eight guys. That's why they traded back. Yeah. So in this case, what I'm saying, I is, feel like they might have like a. They have a they, list. I bro. just don't want another winger. But the problem is, you might just you don't want you don't want to kachuk thing all over. Yeah, again. you might just have to you take could one. Try to package and other pieces, or you trade him down the line. Yeah, and whatever. realistically, like they do need left wingers, right? They have more right wingers. They drafted like I think Klimovich is right winger, uh, Lekromaki is a right winger, right? So if you are gonna w- get a winger, like there's a little bit of a need for left winger, but obviously center and defenseman is the one big one. Uh, yeah, like I agree with you. Okay, Willander, Sandin. Yes, maybe better offensively, right? But the thing with Reinbacker is good at both. Willander is still decent, like with his skills. 
But the fact that uh, Ryan Backer is the perfect fit for us, but I doubt he's going to fall to us because he's 6'2", 194. Who knows? It depends on how much, who, yeah. how the draft falls, right? The draft begins at 4, in my opinion. Three, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I think Fantilli's a lock at 2. Yeah, I think I think top two are lock for sure. Right. And I Leo think Carlson, I, think, I feel like it's a lock, but then yeah. you don't know about Mitch Kov and what happens with it. Yeah. So that's why like Ryan Backer being 6'2", 194, with a guy, like I said, Quinn Hughes is 5'10", 180. He's small. Yeah. So I would prefer a big guy with him who could exactly. move the puck, right? But here's the thing. Quinn Hughes also did so well with after Chris Tanner left with Luke Shen and Noah Juleson. Quinn Hughes has the capability of carrying his own pair, which is what I heard a lot. Philip Heronik on the other side, like you said, focus on the left shot D on the for that free agency. But if that guy, um, I think, what's his name? Chris, Chris Faber. You should listen to him if you can. Yeah. He talks, he knows these prospects in and out that are in the Canucks farm system and the upcoming draft. Yeah. And it's going to be something for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I think we should, we need to go defenseman personally if they are projected to be what they're projected yeah. to be. Okay, here's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, like hypothetical situation. If there's like a good, like a good forward that falls to us and Ryan Backer falls to us, I'm going Ryan Backer 100%, right? It depends on the forward. Huh? It depends on the forward too. I mean, but really. Like if that Will Smith, if he falls. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's tough. The but Canucks I, I'm are going. considering trying to trade up for some reason. So I don't know if that's for Ryan Backer yeah. or for a Will Smith because we need a center. Yeah. Right? Or Zach Benson maybe falling. Yeah, but then if that, if that if that forward, whatever that forward is, whether it be Mitchkov or uh, Will Smith or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, And it's between Dom and like Willander and Sandin Pelica. Obviously, I'm going with a forward. Yeah. Yeah, so like, is obviously. Did you watch tape on any of these guys? <laughs> or no? Well, I don't. I can't break down hockey. You just you're like, just I'm, listening to the experts at this case, right? Yeah, no, but I'm also like looking at it. Yeah. Man, like, because like fit wise, I'm I want to use this pick to get that top D, with Hughes, right? Yeah. Like I would really want to get. Obviously, like, it depends on how he develops. Yeah, depend on how he develops, right? I want like this pick could really help us, in the future wise. And I believe this management team could do because they're showing improvements for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm saying, like, for me, Ryan Backer, I just really love, like, how big he is. And, like, big and, like, he's, like, he can move the puck, right? Yeah. And he has good skills, puck skills and stuff. So That's what they're saying about Willander. Rumors Willander are, is that? They said that Willander, they took him out to dinner at the combine. Yeah. That was one of the few names. I think uh, Matthew Wood was maybe one. Um, and I forgot the other one. It was another winger, I believe, they took out to dinner. So, so I don't know how much of a factor that is. I think the draft decisions. I think like I think they're just gonna go best player available. That's what I project uh, that's them. That's what they did last year, the Kermaki. Yeah, I think they're just gonna go best player available. Yeah, so, and that's a winger. It sucks, but I we haven't drafted a first round pick since Quinn Hughes in the first round, and before that it was like Jet Wu in the second round. Like a defenseman? Yeah, I'm talking about like the first like two rounds. Like, Elias Pettersson, the defenseman, was his like third round pick, and center was Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Right, I think, or if a center falls, you take a center, or if a defenseman falls, you take a defenseman. But who like. do you, who would you take if a center and a defenseman fall? Who would you take? Defenseman. Yeah, I would go with defenseman. I would go too. to defenseman. But again, I'm just. This is where it's so tricky. With do you draft for need or do you draft best player available? I I'm a best player available because you could always trade pieces away. Yeah. Right. And you're you're putting them in. The and then obviously, like this draft is obviously deep. Yeah. Right. Like the fact that Reinbacker might not even be a top five pick. Yeah. Is 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 weird he to see. He was even supposed because, to be like I think the early like were around the World Juniors time. Yeah. I think like it was all forwards for like till like the fifteenth pick even. 
Yeah, like it's weird. Or like because it's weird to it's see more forward heavy. It's weird to see a right shot defenseman like now, especially now. Yeah, I haven't seen a right shot of like other than like that Hughes draft, which is where like I've seen many right shot defensemen going up. Because a lot of people reach for these guys. Yeah, that's why Ryan Walker is projected to go higher up and Wellander because there's there's you have to pay so much for them, whether it be by trade and then you have to give them a contract, right? So yeah, but yeah, um, but like obviously like Canucks are like realistically are in the like the Nate Danielson who's a center, Tom Wellander. Sandin Pelika, Zach, Zach Benson, Zach Benson, Kobe Barlow. They're in that. They're in that. Yeah, that's another good thing they took out. Yeah, Kobe Barlow. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good as well. So yeah, um, let's see what happens. I'm intrigued because I feel like this one's like not as fixed as the NBA one, especially the whole Mitch Kopp situation, right? Yeah, so, right. And you know, hopefully I get to catch it. But let's. I want to talk about one team, a Canadian team. That's not the Canucks, the Calgary Flames. They're in, like, turmoil. They're in huge turmoil, which is why I'm talking about draft picks here with that 11th pick that Canucks might trade away. Who knows? Noah Hannafin is the name that is brought up. Noah Hannafin, Elias Lindholm. But in terms of the defense purposes, Oh, defenseman, yeah. Would you trade the 11th pick for Noah Hannafin? And he have to pay him a contract, by the way. No, I wouldn't. He could be the Philip. I wouldn't trade. I'm not trading another first-round pick. Yes. (laughs) Right, I can't. We need a pipeline of something. We need need to develop a prospect pool. Okay, let's go back to Calgary. They're going to be an intriguing team. Noah Hannafin, like I mentioned. You just mentioned Elias Lindholm. Project, according to Frank Cervelli, probably not going to resign. Mikhail Backlund, who has been there for a while. Michael or Michael or Mikhail uh, Backlund. And Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, right? I mean, it's... They're, they're in a situation. Back. I don't know if they just want to get out of Calgary, the city itself. They're just like tired of dealing with the whole... Even though Sutter is no longer there. That situation. And then... What the hell are Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, and Kadri uh, thinking for signing long-term deals there? Because also, Chris Tanev hasn't said anything yet, but he also could leave as well. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's like the same as Winnipeg, right? They, yeah, that's another intriguing they, 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 they want people. PLD might be go, Shifley, Wheeler. Yeah, um, like they want pe- the people want out. Yeah. And I don't know how much is that city or how much is it like management or coaching. City's a big factor. Yeah. <laughs> but... Because you don't see guys like people giving money for in Vancouver and people are staying here. For example, JT Miller. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Calgary. I don't think Calgary. I think Calgary like the Canucks and like the Raptors. They don't They don't want to like rebuild. Like they never. I mean, they gave they massive contracts to. Yeah, right. Like when you players. thought when you thought Goudreau and Kachak were gone. We're like, okay, They're Calgary's rebuilding. finished. No, they bring in pieces, yeah, and then you give them contracts. It would have been a different story if Huberto was. I thought, I thought, I hundred, I believe that they were gonna flip Huberto. They didn't. They so. didn't. So like, or they should have flipped Huberto, right? Yeah. Uh, so Calgary's like a team that they don't want to rebuild. Yeah. Type thing, so we don't know if they're like they they might just they might not even trade for picks like Lindholm and like Hannafin. They might just trade for like players who are already under contract. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about them leaving. Yeah, can't wait for Wednesday. Um, there's obviously. one, there's this, uh, I don't know who I was listening to when I was coming back from class. And you know how, like, they have, like, the radio, Sportsnet 650 have, like, radio messages in? Yeah. And a guy messaging JT Miller for Elias and home. I think it was a Canucks TV with, like, Shatia Shaw and, like, Richio. Yeah. And then they're, like, uh, I mean, it's decent. He's, players, like, he's, like, he'll be fine. But then the issue is that his contract will be just so much bigger. Yeah. And he's, he's only one year younger than JT so Miller. No point. So there's no point. Yeah. Do you have a question? I thought you had a question that you asked me earlier. Oh, yeah. So it was like, uh, which number one pick would be 
better? Would it be Connor Bedard or Victor Wembanyama? Um, I I genuinely don't know. <laughs> it's tough because I who will have a better rookie year? Who will have the better rookie year? So here's the way I'm gonna look at this. How are the team around them gonna be filled? Um, filled up because Bedard could go crazy, but so can Wembanyama. The difference is Bedard doesn't play like what sixty minutes. He's probably gonna barely play twenty. Right. Yeah. When Benyama could arguably still play like thirty-five minutes a game, arguably we don't know what the situation is going to be there, right? And who has the potential winning rookie of the year? Both of them obviously do. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know who's on that Chicago team to help them. It's hard. Like, like when Benyama uh, could dominate a game by himself because that's how yeah. NBA works. Yeah, like, NBA you time. could just take over. Right? Yeah, but you could also do that for hockey. But uh, how many spurts? Like McDavid, like, are you style? gonna come on? Like, yeah, but are we really projecting Bedard to be McDavid in his rookie year? Um, Have we seen rookie year McDavid go off? Thing is this, like, I think Bedard, will, I think Bedard will get goals, but I don't know if he's gonna get assists. Yeah, because his team's not gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> unless they partner him, like, unless, for example, like Zach Benson who went. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, so we don't know if like we don't know if the goal score is gonna really be impactful. Can Wemben Yama like? Wembenyama could obviously impact his game defensively as well, right? So again, we've because he's so a seven big. Five guy yeah, like he's obviously rim protecting is gonna be absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like I genuinely do <laughs> not know. I'm leaning towards Wembenyama just because of the takeover factor, because he's on the court longer that could help the team win. Help the team win. I don't know. I just like my gut feeling is telling me Bedard, because Bedard. They're probably gonna have pressure for sure. Yeah. Right. But Bedard like. Bedard has okay, a Bedard good shot. Just, <laughs> Bedard might just choke Bed- on purpose because it's uh, Chicago. Yeah. Bedard, Bedard's <laughs> shot is just like so good. But then his speed isn't like what McDavid's speed was. That's yeah, but then Bedard, Bedard could still create, right? It's not like Bedard is like a vet game where he just has a shot. Keep in mind, both of them are coming into the league playing as men now, right? Yeah. And I feel like someone... Roman Yama's been playing with men. That's the thing. That's where I'm leaving. That, yeah. Okay, then I have a follow-up question. For, who are you picking? If you have I, I'm going with Bedard. I just feel like he'll be able to... How much, be able to a, how much of that is a North Vancouver factor? <laughs> Local kid. I, I don't know. I'm I, hoping he does well. I, I hope Chicago I hope Chicago shits it because it's Chicago. Yeah, no, I hope he goes off. Yeah, obviously, but I think Chicago like has some don't they have Seth Jones? Yeah, but he's Yeah, I know, done but well. I'm saying like don't they have don't they have certain pieces? What? Like who I don't know, they, they traded, traded away. I generally don't know. Who, I generally don't okay, know. Okay, so okay, who's now, in Chicago. okay, so you give me that's the question I was gonna ask. Okay, but okay, no, here's my thing. I don't know who's in Chicago. That gives yeah. that gives Connor Bedard more opportunity Jason to like do Dickinson. stuff. <laughs> not Jason Dickinson. Jason Dickinson's not gonna do anything. Okay, fine. Okay, this that, is my he, question. That's, that, that's my point. Now, now, this is my question to you because you get, I was gonna ask you this, but you kind of yeah. alluded to it. These two guys are in their rookie years, rookie contract. Sorry, three years, four years, whatever it is, right? Yeah. How, if you're Chicago Blackhawks and if you're the San Antonio Spurs, and it might be easier with the Spurs because their cap situations in the NBA are easier than the NHL. How much should you just build around them right now because they're that gen- they're generational? Like just try to just build the- like you're gonna, they're on the rookie contract. It's kind of like rookie QB situation. Like yeah, build yeah. around them that fill out every possible way for the next three four years. Just give them build the team around them, and they could probably take you to the playoffs. Let's just say it's it's like e- Austin Matthews that in it's easier for the Spurs. Obviously, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. easier for the Spurs to do it, but I'm saying should Chicago do the same thing? Uh, I think Chicago's too far out. There's no way. So you're saying no you're matter what, San Antonio should take that opportunity. They already have 
NBA pieces in Keldon Johnson. Right? I mean, I'm pretty sure Wemby Nyama's be an attraction now. Yeah. Like especially if he balls out in his rookie year. No, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, like, sh- should they? I don't think Chicago. Like, Kim should Duncan do it. won in his first year, and I hope then you have David Robinson. Yeah, yeah but right? I don't. I don't think Chicago should do it because I think Chicago is really like. I think San Antonio, San Antonio has the better squad. Okay, I'm gonna name Chicago, Chicago roster right now. Yeah. Peter Morazic, Alex Daylock, you know those guys. Okay, yeah. Andreas England, Seth Jones, Caleb Jones, Wyatt Kaiser, Ian Mitchell, Connor Murphy, Jared Tomorty. This is the current roster. Nikita yeah. Zaitsev. Outside of Nikita Zaitsev, have you heard of any of the other guys? Really? Not really. I would, I do, I do, I'll be honest. I do not. I don't know who's in Chicago. Joey Anderson, Andreas Antenayasu, who got resigned. Uh, Anders Boyerk, Colin Blockwell, Jason Dickinson, outside of him. Mackenzie Entwistle, <laughs> Cole Gutman, Reese Johnson, Tyler Johnson, I heard of, obviously. Jajar Kara, shout out Siri Pajabi boy. Boris Katchuk, Philip Karashev, Tyler Radish, Jonathan Taze, who's bought out now, or not coming back, and Austin Wagner. Yeah, like I don't. Do you see, like, I, I to your point, I. That's why I'm picking Wembenyama. Yeah, no, but like, being. But okay, like you're gonna have more opportunity. Like Wembenyama, there's people gonna help Wembenyama, so Wembenyama could take a step back, right? True, but like Wembenyama could also be LeBron more and take over. Yeah, I know, but we never we don't know about that. Yeah. The thing with Connor Bedard, it's a must for him, more of a must for Question him for than you. it is Wembenyama. With how good Anaheim's young core uh, core is. And again, keep in mind, rookie of the year in the NHL could be guys coming up, like how Peters yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know who's coming up that will kill it, right? And any uh, that's playing overseas right now or in college. But that doesn't affect how good you are in rookie year. No, I'm just saying that they're they're also going to be rookies aren't in this this draft class. Yeah, yeah. We're just saying Bedard. My question to you is if Adam Fantilli plays and Anaheim propels to the playoffs somehow, wild card team, right? And Adam Fantilli has a great great year. Maybe Bedard had put up slightly better numbers. Who are you giving rookie of the year to? I don't know. I value playoffs, and if if Fantilli, but you do you expect? But no, what I'm saying is I value playoffs a little bit more, and that if Fantilli is yeah, Fantilli's a factor. Yeah, but for like that I don't think rookie of the year should. It's not. I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, like, I agree with you. You shouldn't be a value if you could take your team to the playoffs. Okay, but Scott, okay, so that's why people are saying when Scotty Warren's won rookie of the year, what big factor is he helped his team get to the playoffs? But people are saying Kate Cunningham should have won it because it was Kate Cunningham, but better numbers. Or Evan Moore. Obviously, I'm, I'm a show bi- biased so to Scotty. That, that's my point here. Yeah, but this is this is legit my team. That's so your, obviously, you're yeah, biased. You admit I'm, I'm legit but biased. I'm right. just saying from the outside looking at I value the reason why I gave Scotty Rook of the Year. He was a big factor of why Raptors made the playoffs that year. Like not like right. Evan Mobley was a big factor, but there was a seven seed and Kate Cunningham was in the playoffs. I 100% agree with you that it should. You don't expect a rookie to carry their team to the playoffs, but if Fantilli does that and he's a big factor for it, I'm not saying he's like. Because you're going to have Troy Terry and all these guys, Trevor Zegers there as well. So I'm not saying that. You have to take that into account, especially if they're like a top three seed in the division. And he's a big factor. Like he dropped like 30, 40 goals in his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this is not happening. I don't think that will happen. I still think Bedard will have the better year. But, but I'm just saying hypothetical situation. I, just, I don't know who to give it to. I'll be honest with you. It's tough. Okay, we'll obviously because just like, obviously the, like if Chicago's Bedard, dead last. If, okay, if Bedard scores 30, 40 goals, yeah. and Fantelli scores 30 or 40 goals, whatever, right? If they had the same points, that just shows that Fantelli has a better team. True. That doesn't show that that doesn't show anything. That's not a knock on Bedard. Yeah. So that's where I'm but I'm just saying he's also a factor. Like without his 30, 40 goals, they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, but without Bedard's 30, 40 goals, Chicago might get freaking disbanded. <laughs> 
they're not going to just ban it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But like I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good debate though. It's a tough. Yeah, it's debate. a tough. That's it's why I tough. brought it up. I'm not here to like, like, actually debate that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's a potential situation, right? Yeah. That was the same Scotty argument that happened. But yeah, um, yeah, like for the Spurs side of things, quickly the NBA. Yeah, I, I would try to get pieces that are in this free agency class, build around them. At least the first year, let's see how many. They're, they're gonna how have many I'm gonna play in the second year. Yes, you try to go all out. Then, if Wembenyama kills it, like how LeBron, yeah, yeah, right. All right, let's move on. Um, I don't think there's anything in the NHL. Let me just quickly check. Um, any breaking news or anything at 11:45 at night? Uh, not. Oh, NHL awards are tomorrow, so we'll be talking about that on Wednesday. Um, yeah, and then draft is on Wednesday. Yeah, nothing really. We'll talk about that stuff after. All right, let's let's go on a quick fire. Yeah, let's go. Okay, the rest of the soccer is gonna be quick as well, but let's go quick fire. Uh, fight game. Shevchenko and Grosso too. Yeah. Valentina Shevchenko obviously lost her belt to Grosso. Um, it's um in September sixteen. I have her noted down here. One second. Um, it's in September. September sixteen. They're saying they don't know if it's gonna be pay per view or the fight night. I think it's gonna be pay per view. It's a title yeah. It's fight. a title fight rematch. Yeah. Uh, Shevchenko is obviously gonna go hard. Yeah. So obviously Shevchenko wants the belt back. Go on her Nunez run there. Yeah. Um. Next up, Canelo Alvarez will be. He moved over to PBC, um, Al Heyman's uh group. He's no longer on the zone essentially. Uh. So he left. Um. Oscar De La Hoya and now Eddie Hearn, but and he'll be fighting Jer- one of the Charlo twins, Jamal Charlo. I'm gonna come double check if he's the right one. Yeah. Um. Because there's Jamal Charlo. One of them's not undefeated. Uh, he's fighting the undefeated one. Okay. So that's all I know. Um. And that's happening on September. Uh. Yeah. Just September. Obviously. Uh, what's his name was uh, Canelo was rumored to fight Bivol but obviously Canelo's the big name and diva factor comes yeah like Bivol. what there's Bivol there's also Benavides. Benavides is calling him out and he's yeah. like my age I feel like he'll get Benavides next obviously he was trying to fight um, uh, the Swedish guy Badu Jack Badu Jack came out and tweeted like this guy wants to drain me because Badu Jack's more of a cruiserweight yeah and obviously not that um Jamal Charlo is 32 wins and 32 fights, yeah. So okay, yeah. he's fighting him in September. And um, then before we move on, do want to give a massive shout out to obviously we don't know this guy personally, but we know his dad's um fight academy, like karate and all that stuff. Yeah. Benit Bizla, um, obviously in more in a uh, not happy news way, but he made his debut in the states, Madison Square Garden, and. Uh, matchroom boxing which is Eddie Hearn yeah unfortunately he did lose 7th round TKO um, before going into that fight he fought a month ago he was 7-0 here in BC um, always I would love to meet him and love to talk to him bring him on maybe as a guest one yeah, someday hopefully. if you're watching this but Benit Vizla you know a guy, me and you are similar in this if you know we have a cousin Jeevan Badwa who's um, um, in obviously Canada soccer and all, all that and he's local Family, yeah. not local, just family guys. So we obviously are supporting that just because of family. I just love Punjabi guys succeeding, especially yeah, especially Surrey, especially in Surrey right? because like and Surrey's not even a guys from our family. high school like Miguel Tomley that like, you know yeah. him more, not know him, but like you know yeah. of him more than I did because he went he was around your age, right? Like I love watching local guys, especially if they're Punjabi succeed. Doesn't matter because obviously Jimin is an exception. He's our literally our cousin, but um. Uh, like guys like Benit, I was I started watching more of his fights, 
um, even his previous fights that he won, just just to see yeah. how he did. Obviously, I watched this fight last night. Yeah. Um, it's was it was obviously not a great performance by him, but he's also leveled up, which is what you want to see in this game. Like he, yeah, he dominated everybody here. Like okay, yeah, obviously we want to see like we because there's there's a lot there's some talent here, right? Like from like the brown community, Punjabi community, right? That like first in of all, in sport, general, in, in, gen- any in, sport, in any yeah. sport, like they're like obviously. There's kabaddi, there's like wrestling as well. Yeah, the brothers, not, not, brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, it's just fun to see. Like, it's yeah. fun to root for, right? Yeah, exactly. And obviously, and Surrey guys in general, right? You get a bad rep at times. Just yeah, Surrey, like I feel like yeah. I don't know. I just, I just hope that like this could be like you know a sports town type thing. Like we yeah, could like have like RHD multiple. Yeah, is killing it. Yeah, now for Vancouver, like multiple, uh, multiple. Abyss for Canucks. We obviously got Jeevan. Yeah, like um, multiple athletes. Obviously. Punjabi community like obviously will hit us more home, yeah. but even in general like uh, Miguel Tomley for example, Miguel Tomley uh, obviously this he's not Surrey but like Chase Claypool is from Chase Abbotsford, Claypool, yeah. and he's a Abbotsford kid. Abbotsford kid played right. for Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he's in Chicago, Chicago Bears, and he's gonna produce some stuff there too. Hopefully, because there's he, he will out that will don't, we don't we'll get into that. But yeah, no, Benit Bizla, um, shout out to you, brother. Uh, keep obviously bounce back. You obviously level up you've leveled up it's not easy to do boxing is not an easy sport for people yeah. saying it it sucks because obviously the key thing i would want to give a shout out is that he got knocked down twice early he actually should have gone to knock down for himself because yeah, the other guy it was like it was a, double a, knockdown. It was a double knockdown but you know you ref easily could have stopped that and you could have easily gave up you didn't you took it all the way to the seventh and unfortunately the experience um showed inexperience for him yeah i don't know anything about the fight game and tactically wise but we watch it. We, yeah. We try to learn when we listen to professionals. But yeah, shout out to Benit Vizla. Love to. I want to see your next fight. Keep killing it. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Let's go. Let's go FIBA quickly. Yeah. FIBA World Cup is happening at the end of the summer, right? End of August, September. And Canada, please start announcing your roster because we're just getting USA news here. Please announce like Jamal Murray and like Shago just Alexander. Um, let me find the tweet by Shams. Uh, NBA, NBA. It is yeah, right here. Not Shams, but someone else. Um, Paolo Macero is the ra- latest guy. Addition, yeah. Addition. So Paolo Macero, Mikel Bridges, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Portis, Austin Reeves, and they need one more player to get a 12-man roster. Yeah. There's no superstars. Now, I don't know how many more people will commit. Um... Which is a good good news for everybody else in the world because Giannis is obviously going to be playing it. I think Jokic might be playing it. Yeah. Luka, if all these guys are in, Canada, please. I know Shea might be in. I think Nikhil might be in. Lou, Jamal Murray. I know you just won the championship, Bro. brother. Let's get the gold. <laughs> if if Jokic is playing, you better be playing. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope oh, he's healthy, but it sucks that it's a stupid timing. But yeah, you know, because Adam like Silver so is talking about some midseason tournament. Yeah. Um, why not put this as a midseason? I try to obviously FIBA is not controlled by Adam Silver. So I can't, yeah. To be fair, I can't say anything about that. But yeah, I hope Canada. Please not use your roster. I want to see you guys play. The top guys play. There's yeah. a huge chance. This USA team is good. Don't get me wrong, but they aren't like the superstar team that you know of. Yeah. Usually people play in the Olympics because it's also earlier. But I hope Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins. I think Andrew Wiggins might be a little tough, but cause yeah, yeah. But Jamal Murray, RJ Barrett, and all these guys play because last time. I was excited and everybody dropped out except for Corey Joseph and Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this also is qualifiers for the Olympics, I believe. So, 
Um, WNBA, to be honest, we're just announcing the All-Stars. We haven't watched any this year. But we do see a lot of news yeah, coming yeah. out. But I do reason why I want to do this one is because... So the All-Stars, quickly, Asia Wilson, captain. No, no surprise. Brianna Stewart, captain. No surprise. The rest of the people. Brittany Griner, I can see why she's in as well. Yeah. Um, Chelsea Gray, I think she's killing it there. Jackie Young. These are aces. They're yeah. like favorites. Jewel Lloyd from Seattle. Yeah. Um, Arike Ugunbale. Uh, Neka Agumake. One sec. Satu Sabali. Yeah. And yeah, now special shout out because we actually watched this person play not too long ago. Won a champ- national championship. Last year, yeah. Um, And semifinals this year, if it wasn't for Caitlin Clark. Yeah. But Aaliyah Boston is the first rookie all-star since 2014 and we saw her play in South Carolina all-star starter yeah all-star starter to be exact so um shout out to her because like I again we haven't watched much we obviously Obviously, we watch we watch a lot more like women's March Madness so like that's why that's why this is why it intrigued me yeah yeah. Uh, we do watch WNBA when like uh, when it is on on TV at times not I wouldn't sit here and and watch it every day but right now with all the uh, news and stuff we're following that but (laughs) <laughs> the all-star game literally like i don't know what two months into the season yeah <laughs> but yeah um obviously shortened season um let's move on to the mlb first up ellie de la cruz two and a half weeks two and a half weeks in dude's been like a stud you thought julio rodriguez was a star last year coming in as a rookie at the beginning of the year this dude already got a cycle yeah for those of you guys who don't watch baseball like we do a cycle means you hit a home run you hit a triple a double and a single. Ellie De La Cruz, you sh- no Blue Jay has done it ever or in a while at least. Yeah. Ellie De La Cruz with the Cincinnati Reds has come in, also who were on a massive win streak. Yeah. Uh, hit a cycle. That's Dude's crazy. Dude's a speedster. He's, <laughs> and everything. Insane, like because like, I need to watch some more Reds. Getting games. a four, getting a four hit game is difficult itself, but like one of these cycle. One of each, especially a triple. It helps when you're in speed, yes. Like, triple is harder to get than a home run for me. Because home run yeah. is just power. Yeah. Right? The Reds did lose today, so their win streak did end. Oh. Um. Yeah. It was, like, ridiculously long. Like, um, last thing for the MLB, before we go into soccer quickly here, is the All-Star finalists for the starters have been announced. Yeah. I mean, more voting will reset. Yeah, yeah. So, which means more Blue Jays could get in that were second place. Um, but congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. from the NL and Shohei Otani from the AL are automatically starters because they were the most votes for yeah. the conference. And the rest of the finalists are... Oh! Um, there was a trade we also had to talk about. Remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, do you have the starters? Starters. Ooh. I have to find it quickly. I thought I had it saved. That's my bad. But I know it's like Vladdy uh is obviously up there. It's uh I think it's Adley Rochman, right? Okay, I'll try to find it. Let's talk about the trade first. Yeah, yeah. You wanna talk about that? Oh, oh so Mike Mustakis trade. Mike Mustakis, so Colorado's Rockies to the LA Angels. Uh, LA Angels yesterday, so it was Saturday, won 25-1 against the Colorado Rockies. 
and instantly after the game, Colorado Rockies traded Mike Mustakas, who's like a really good vet. Uh, he was really obviously he's like old now, but like he, he was, was really a, he was part of the Royals he was he was part of the Kansas City Royals team that won in twenty fifteen, won it all, and now now he's they trade him one of their better players to the Angels right after the game. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's absolutely joke. I thought trade. I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna talk about NBA, MLB trade. It was twenty five to one, and they traded him right after the game. Yeah, to the team that beat him twenty five to one, which is absolutely jokes. Uh, yeah, he. I remember him obviously, like I said, for. Uh, I found it by the way. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Uh, let me just load it. But yeah, no, that was funny to me just because like we we're watching the College World Series, which was going really well, and then we just saw that. Then all of a sudden, I see a trade from Mike Mustakas in it. Oh wait, let me check if we played today. That'd be hilarious if he does. If he yeah, that'll be another. Um, uh, also the top prospect in baseball. I'll check that. Oreos. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, is called up as well. Maybe he's he's playing tomorrow. Oh wow! So it's crazy. The Angels lost today. Yeah, he didn't play. Oh. All right. So back to the. All right, back to the Ulster. Can you um can you search up the Orioles guy? Just yeah, Baltimore Orioles. On yeah, it might pop up. Um, so finalists, um, uh, for each position, Ali Rutschman and Jonah Heim. Um, Rutschman of the Orioles, Jonah Heim of the Rangers, Sean Murphy for the Braves, Will Smith for the Dodgers. So many Will Smiths in the sports world now. Um, we literally just talked about a Will Smith for hockey. Yeah. yeah. First base, Vladdy Guerrero, uh, Jr. and Yandy Diaz, Freddie Freeman in the NL with Matt Olson. Marcus Simeon for second base with Merrifield. Um, obviously, Simeon deserves it more, I think. But yeah. I won't be surprised if the voting helps wit. Luis Arreas. I don't know if it's voting fully either, by the way. Ozzy Albias, um, Braves. Luis Arreas should be a lock for that. Shortstop, Bo Bichette, Corey Seager. Uh, NL, Orlando Arcia, Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Came back a bit. Uh, third base, Josh Jung, Matt Chapman, NL, Nolan Arenado, Austin Riley, yeah. outfield, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Randy Rosarena, Jordan Alvarez, Kevin Kiermaier, uh, and Odolis Garcia. Yeah. I believe Aaron Judge is injured, so he might be yeah, a replacement yeah. anyways. Mookie Betts for the NL, Corbin Carroll, Luis Gurriel, Gurriel Jr., Lourdes Gurriel Jr., yeah. And Michael Harris. And then Okunia would have been the other one, but he's automatically in. Yeah. Uh, designated a hitter. Otani's automatically in. So it's J.D. Martinez or Bryce Harper. So yeah. those are the finalists. Go vote if you guys want to vote. Um, those of you guys that love baseball. So there's that. Yeah. And the yeah. Orioles prospect is Jordan Westberg. Yeah. His infield prospect. This Orioles team is going to be fun to watch in years, and it sucks. Yeah, right? right now. It's horrible. Yeah, how good they're doing it. All right. Last thing. Let's get to some soccer. Um. First off, big news. The Club World Cup has been expanded to 32 teams to 2025. Yeah. USA will be hosting the first one, and this will be happening around in, at the end of the season now. So from makes sense because you're not going to do it in the middle of the season. Yeah. Essentially, what this is, what this is, is 2021 to 2025 winners for your region. So as of right now, for the Champions League, that's the one that we watch the most. Yeah. Um, you got Madrid. Chelsea, Madrid, and City are in. Yeah. So now 2024 winner will be in. Yeah. And they will be rep- playing in, in that. Um, Seattle Sounders are they will be, be in, in as it, well. Yeah. So that's for that. Whitecaps get on it next year. I don't, I don't, but don't because they won, they won the Canadian Championship, so they have a chance at it. Oh, they won this year, yeah. Yeah. So there's news for that. USA is hosting the first ever. 
USA is hosting a lot because they got the World Cup with World Canada Cup, they got Club World Mexico. Cup, they got Copa America as well. Uh, so they're hosting three big events. Let me just see if there's any more news to that before I move on to the Women's World Cup quickly. Uh, yeah, so Real Madrid, City, Chelsea. Well, those are only teams we really know, yeah. right? It's probably a bunch of Mexican Seattle Sounders are teams in. from Mexico because they always they usually dominate the Concacaf Champions League or Champions Cup. Now it's called. Europe with 12 teams and South America with six are the only continents with more than four entries each. So there's more teams. That there's more teams? Uh, maybe league winners? I don't know. I think these are the Champions League winners for sure. Right? Yeah, Champions League winners. Old ones. Now it yeah. could be maybe league winners, like you said. So we could see your club in this, which is, I'm intrigued to watch. I never really watched a Club World Cup because usually yeah. the European team wins. But yeah. And it's in December, some random time. But, oh, wow. Um, Canadian uh, women's team. So Canada, this is for you. There was rumors that Canada women might not go play the World Cup if their you know, ongoing dispute wasn't figured out. But for now, Christine Sinclair has said Canadian women's team will sign temporary pay deal. So it's not resolved, but it's temporary before the World Cup, which means Canada should be there. They got New Jersey's, thankfully. Um, that's at the end of July, right? Yeah. And it's in Australia New Zealand, so time zones, be prepared for that. Yeah, it's like at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning right. for us. Yeah, even if you're American, too, depending on where you are, like 3 yeah. a.m., 5 a.m. Um, obviously, I'm excited to watch. Canada should be a favorite. Hopefully, this distraction is out of the way now. Um, so we move on from there. But obviously, the dispute is not fully resolved. But and least... I hope it's re- resolved when they come back because, in my opinion, as much as people want to shit on women's sports, when it comes to Canada soccer, women have carried soccer in Canada yeah. more than the men have. So, yeah. definitely, I understand that more was watched for the men's side of things. But, again, we don't know what the whole Canada soccer business side of things is. So we don't want to drag that out for you guys because it is some boring stuff. You guys could search it up. Yeah. Um, last bit, transfer news and rumors that have come out. Um, first up, Al-Halal could not get messy, so they decided to get the second best option. Ruben Neves. Has officially signed for Al Halal. Yeah, we, 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 it was already mentioned before. Yeah, but this is now official. official. Yeah. Um, there's also rumors that he could be um going on loan to like Newcastle still. Oh wow. So, not sure how true that is, but that's what I saw. Sandro Tonali was forced yeah, his just... way out of AC Milan, and he signed a. He forced his way out, or no? AC Milan forced him out. Yeah, Sandro Tonali is a good player. And I seventy didn't... mil, which is I, I see why they forced him out because they probably need the funds. To Newcastle, which is a big signing for them. Big signing for Newcastle. Right? Um, so there's that one. Uh, and the last one that I have right here is Sergio Busquets has joined his buddy, Leo Messi, at Miami. Now, but can they revive Miami? Because Miami's that, on like a massive losing streak. And, and they're dead last. <laughs> yeah, and fans are showing up to come watch and they get baited because Messi's not playing until July 17, most likely. Yeah. Um, other news. First one, before I open the, up the Twitter. Declan Rice... Is not done with Arsenal. Yeah. Man City want to hijack that. Yeah. So there's news there. Another one, you're going to be pissed. Guardiola, your favorite center back. Oh, yeah. Also agreed personal terms with Man City. He's also I don't want to hear no money bullshit from any other clubs now. Yeah, right. Like, obviously, Man City's going to always break the bank. Rumors are. And Guardiola's like, Guardiola's going to be expensive. Yeah. Memes are that like it's gonna be the new Bundesliga essentially because of the way the city's rolling. Right yeah, now. right. Like it's um, actually getting annoying now. Man United put a second and third bid for Mason Mount. Didn't go through. Did so. not go through, and now they're trying to get Salcedo or other targets, which I'm fine with, because Chelsea are trying to get a Man United tax, which I still believe exists. Because <laughs> how do you 
quickly agree to a deal with Kovacic for 35 mil and Kai Havertz while Mason Mount's in the last year of his deal and you're trying to fork out more money. Obviously not possible. 55 mil. Because obviously you could just wait a year, right? Yeah. And Mason Mount is forcing his way out unlike Harry Kane. So yeah. I respect him for that. Um, let me just quickly pull out the last bit before we close out if I see anything. Uh, transfer news live. Uh, Man United are considering moves for Kudus, who is linked to Brighton. Brighton, right? Mohamed Kudus is like really good in the World Cup. Yeah, and obviously really good for Ajax as well. Uh, Roberto Firmino on the verge of Saudi. So is Bernardo Silva could be on the verge of Saudi. Wow, Bernardo Silva uh, as well. Yeah, I think nothing big. Nothing major really happened, right? Yeah, Man United put valuations out, but doesn't matter. Adrian Rabiot might sign or re-sign with Juventus. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing from. Yeah, t- oh, Juro, this one. Arsenal yeah. and uh, Ajax are working to get Jurian Timber done, and Jurian Timber has reportedly agreed personal terms with Arsenal. Oh wow! So that's a big um, center back signing. I could also play um, right back as well. Saliba was hurt a bit last year. Yeah, so Saliba they get injured. That's also another reason why. And Arsenal. you could play right back, so I mean you have Ben White. But yeah, that's another reason why Arsenal fell down with Saliba injury. And, and oh, and then like we talked about the Chelsea one last time, right? Edward Mendy and all these guys. Yeah, 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 we did. We did. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kalo is officially gone. So yeah, Saudi's putting a lot of bids out, and then PSG are in talks with Lucas Hernandez. But yeah, nothing crazy right now. Um, so I don't want to waste time reading all of this, but. Yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. You guys watched Obviously, this much. Like draft, double draft. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday at the time of releasing. Uh, be ready for that one. We'll be going over the free agency targets because free agency starts at the end of the week and nutshell round one draft. Any rumors, any trades. Wednesday, Thursday's pod is not to be missed. Make sure you guys come back for that one. Yeah. But other than that, if you guys made it this far, like comment and subscribe um and also check out the tier list video uh um, yeah check out tier list video epl uh, and nba yeah we'll, uh I'll give also you guys, for all the support we'll be dropping nhl one by the end of the week as well so yeah. we'll just give you that right now because the support on the nba one was pretty massive so. yeah so thank you guys for that um other than that that's pretty much it and we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.